From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. So I'm just going to keep it on the side here. Actually, I don't really even need it because <laughs> because the, I can see I can see the comments through the um, through the Twitch stream. Okay, I'm going to start recording now. All right, this week on Nintendo Main, this is our 300th episode. This is Nintendo Main. Here's to 300. got 300 300 in the book well almost in the book we're trying well we're trying to stream this so <laughs> hopefully for anybody who's watching it thanks but yeah nintendo main episode 300 your place for nintendo fans talking about nintendo stuff and news and indie directs and disappointments for 300 episodes at least this is number 300 there's more than that you've i'm sure you've heard us talking about about the show about sending out you know, asking people to send us audio messages about the show, and we do have a lot of those. That we have seventeen messages as of right now. So, wow. what my plan, what my plan was is, I think I'm just gonna like maybe like every five minutes or so, we'll just play one because <laughs> we've got so many of them, and I wanted to just kind of just like spread it out through the show. So I like that. We'll try we'll try to like carry on our regular show, and then every once in a while, you know, we'll every like five or six minutes or so, we'll be like, hey, here's another one because we got a bunch of them. And we probably got at least like a half hour's worth of stuff, maybe more. I don't know. And and like I said before, uh, I haven't listened to any of these at all, so I have no idea what they're saying. I only listened to them enough to know that there's audio there. So I might have heard like the very beginning that says like hello or whatever. But I don't know what, what people are saying, so we're all supposed to like react live to it. That's the fun about it. But thank you for everybody who sent them in to us and all that stuff. And we got like one like right under the wire, which I think will probably be our first one. So we could start okay. with that. So yeah, let's let's just start with a, with a, our one with a, our first uh, message here. I guess we should do our nicknames, um, our names and our nicknames and all that. I'm Trey. Wants to play in handheld more often now. Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Finally outside the two hundreds. Mikowski. And I'm John. I can't believe it's been three hundred years, Knitter. Your voice sounds like three hundred years. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> it's like oh, three hundred years. I got a little something going on. Yep, something. So, all right. So, yeah, we got we got a bunch of messages. So, the first message I'm going to play right here is from Asa Green Green River of Borderline Entertainment. So, let's hear from Asa right now. Three hundred episodes of Nintendo Main Podcast. It's incredible, and honestly, I'm so thankful that I can be a part of that lineage. Trey, thank you so much for accepting my request to be on the show, and honestly. Um, just a, a quick memory, like being on your show, A, was super impactful for me, um, but B, 
I think really set me on a trajectory. I knew that I liked podcasting. I knew that I liked talking about games. Um, but being on your show was one of the first that I got to be on someone else's. And that lit that passion and lit that fire. So thank you for helping me find what I love to do. And thank you for 300 episodes of Nintendo main podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Asa. you're so you're incredibly sweet. Like that's, uh, I mean, well, you know, really nice. I mean, you encouraged us as well, of course, like, uh, I was trying to think about what I wanted to say about like, you know, having, doing a podcast for 300 episodes and all that stuff. And, uh, I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of it for me is that I got to meet so many incredibly, incredibly cool people who do their own podcasts and, all of the people Absolutely. that I, all the people that I know, that have been on the show or that I follow on Twitter or Facebook or or whatever, they they are the ones that have encouraged me to keep doing it. So Asa, you have encouraged us to do it as well. Like I, I mean, you're a big part of it. Like all the stuff that you're doing helps me stay with it. And that's what I was trying to say when I tweeted out to everybody about the show was like, uh, was like, yeah, that um, everybody everybody that I'm reaching out to or these are people that have helped me through their own shows, and I just want to say that you're awesome and thank you for helping us do all this stuff by all the stuff that you do you know it's a it's a cool community that i think that i think we have with everybody on all that yeah you but yeah when you've been on the show you've been a rad guest and it's been fun having you on and like trey said it's it's nice getting to know people and especially just like people you know they're scattered all around the place and all have their different experiences with gaming and their different stories and then also like kind of in a way or like feet on the streets when something's going on like whether in the world of gaming or just in you know in the in the news or whatever in general but just all these different perspectives and even like locationally based kind of things it's really cool doing this like it's got a wide net yeah i love uh when we have guests on and just, you know, not knowing who, who we're going to meet from, from week to week is pretty exciting. adds a lot to the show and uh, every guest that we've had so far has, has been just fantastic. And um, yeah, they really add a lot and help keep us going. So thank you, Asa. And thank you to everybody else who's been on the show ever. Yeah. Thanks to everybody. And thanks, uh, you know, I'm going to say it a million times, but thanks to everybody who sent them out. And for anybody who didn't make it, it's fine. You know, I understand it was a, uh, there's like, you know, we didn't have that much time to do it, but, I felt like we got a pretty good turnaround there. So, so yeah, thank you so much. And um, I guess we'll start off the show. Well, you know, I thought that we would start off the show with what happened last week, just because uh, I thought we'd do it, just get it out of the way at the beginning. But uh, the Video Game Awards, let's talk about those really quick. I'm probably the only one that watched all of them, hopefully. I'm sorry. I hope you guys didn't have to sit through that stuff. Yes. For uh, fucking three and a half hours. But man, what a, I don't know. What a fucking waste! <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know, there, I know. There's like new games and stuff, but Nintendo really, uh, Nintendo really dipped out of it this time, and it wasn't really. Uh, mm. There was like a couple. I mean, well, maybe for the best. Metroid Dread did end up winning Action Adventure, but I felt like the show on itself, and I'm sure you've heard this on many other podcasts, but it was a mess. Like they, they really need to, they really need to figure out like what they're gonna do, what they're doing here. They need to either be like a show that's just going to be all commercials or have a show that's 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 awards because they don't seem to know where their structure is here. I feel like they could cut right. it they could cut it in half at least like we could make this like an hour and a half, 2 hours instead of like three and a half hours. Uh completely stop calling the pre-show the pre-show because the pre-show has world premieres and awards in it. So that's, that's not a pre-show. That's part of the show. Like if you have mm-hmm things from you know yeah and Jess is commenting on the on this on the chat here as well 
that yeah, there's like sometimes they were on the stage doing stuff and sometimes they were not on the stage. So it was like what is the audience watching when we're like not on the stage when they're like talking over here on the side and the stage is empty? Like what I don't understand what that is either. Like why is why isn't not everybody why isn't everybody on the stage the whole time? Here's my theory. Some people didn't want to walk all the way up there. That's too far. So they're like, we're just going to cover the door. Because like Jeff Keeley's there, like talking to them or whatever, but he's not on the stage. He's on like some side green screen, something that they're doing with like the stage behind it. It doesn't make any sense. It can do well to make it more like the Oscars and the Grammys every, and every other award show where it really is just about, hey, this is a time to hand out the awards. And if you want to do all the, the promotional stuff, you know, imagine if they broke into the Oscars for, you know, 15 minutes of, previews of movies coming up next it would be weird it would seem like a big crass commercial just like the game awards actually is i mean have you seen the oscars lately i mean they do yeah, do yeah, that like like we watched uh, jess and i we streamed the last oscars and there was like 20 minutes where they took a break to just show trailers on new movies in the middle of it i know it's not as bad but that's still what the world is now like it's all like oh we gotta we gotta show it was like they showed like the trailer for like in the heights and like the and the West Side Story remake and all this shit like that. I was like, okay, like we need to just stop the show and do this. Like, who cares? <laughs> they should have a separate show for the Game Awards, like where they do the the previews and all that fun stuff, and leave one section just for the awards. It would, yeah. it would do a lot better to have have some kind of structure like that. Yeah, the whole th- mixing things in all throughout uh, is not seeming to work for them. It, it, it it's it's really it's really weird. Like, I, yeah, I saw some people post that on Twitter as well, where they're like. Uh, why don't we do two shows? Like, why don't we do an award show and then we do a preview show? And I'm like, yeah. that'd be great because I can just watch the award show and then I can just not watch any of the preview shit and just be like, right. fuck that. I'll just watch the award show first the credibility. and then turn it off, <laughs> you know? You can't have it both ways. You can't have, you can't purport to be the overall body that says the what, what the quality of these games are every year. Um, you can't pass judgment in that kind of way. But then, also be a uh, big giant commercial um it, it doesn't you're cheap one cheapens the other um, See, when it all comes have, down to it, yeah. decide what they are. it's just jeff Keeley's show and he's gonna do what he wants to do but he probably right. makes more money having lots more commercials in it like jess sure. was saying yeah. people are buying commercial airtime like because all eyes are turned to the game awards which we're able to get to that name first apparently but uh, i mean I'm not saying jeff Keeley's a bad guy or anything but ultimately just, I just don't he, take he, a lot he, of this to heart. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody really thinks it's like, ah, oh, it's like an actual thing. But it's, it's fun to, like, aside from being like way too long and all that, it was still fun for me to like be in the zeitgeist and all that. Like, it's, mm. it was fun for me to just sit on there and just watch my friends say funny things on Twitter. You know, like that was a lot of it for me. <clears> it's just, just make try to make my own comments about it and just watch my friends say funny stuff. And that's and it's almost like you're watching it with like 30 other people across the world through Twitter, and you're all just like kind of talking to each other, but not really because you all follow follow each other, you know. So that so that's the like, game awards start on Spike TV. They did, yeah. <laughs> like they did. Let's remember that this is where it came from. Yeah. So well, it was, well, it was yeah, it was pretty bad back then, but like they the tried Oscars. to make it. So they they, they tried to make like, it a little bit more whatever, but yeah. I wonder if they had like the you know the models giving out awards and stuff back then like when it was still like oh, i'm sure girl, booth girl times we got we got a spike tv was like the booth girl channel like yeah, made yeah, into right. a channel that's what it was yeah spike tv was terrible and i even i even thought the awards they gave out then was like what they gave that out that doesn't make any sense uh we get we got a we got somebody in the chat here uh ginzu 3000 
says, I watched it, was hyped, but even to a game lover like me, it all turned to mush after a while, sadly, and no real Nintendo presence killed it for me. Yeah. I, I read a, was it Nintendo Life did an article that was like something that was like, Nintendo doesn't need the awards show. That's why they're not there. But but they did, but they had done a lot of stuff in, in the past. So I thought maybe they'd do something, but you know, whatever. We don't, we don't need to, we don't need to dwell on it that much, but I did think I had some pretty good jokes in there as far yeah. as the, uh, <laughs> as far as the Twitter I stuff went. Them. And my, and, and I was, I was going to say it as a joke on this is I think the best thing that came out of VGA of the video game awards for me was that I, I tweeted something that the gossicles liked retweeted and then followed me. So <laughs> I got the, Oh, you to, got the uh, gossicles that much closer to you now. I made, I made a joke about that. Well, I made a joke about a game with the gossicles in there because there was a, what was it? The guy who made um splinter. No, um, silent Hill. The guy who made silent Hill was like making a new game called, called splitter head. And I, and I said, this is the, I said something like, the next, the next new gothical song will be called "Split That Head," you know, <laughs> hashtag Splitterhead. And they, and then, and then, like the next day, they liked it and retweeted it, and they're following me now. So cool. Hopefully, we can get yeah. them on the show at some time. I'd love to talk to those guys. Well, but, you're you're pulling them closer. But that was one of my favorite tweets that I did. I'll say the weirdest thing for me was uh, when because oh, so I was listening to it audio, so I was almost done it for the whole thing, including a lot of the pre-show. Because I had my cheap little earbuds I bought. I put one of those in and was like, had it playing while I was working. And uh, I just kept hearing the same, like whatever the like the Game Awards like bumper before every video that they would play. Oh, yeah, the world premiere. Tune over like, and over brrr, again. Whatever, you know. It's not like, like the, it used to be like the echo this. where it's like world, yeah. world. But now it's all like. Because so it for doesn't me, that's say what it. I yeah. remember the most about the Game Awards is that. But then when um, Darren Corb and Ashley Barrett played with. Uh, with Imagine Dragons. Yeah, what's up surreal. with what's up with that? Everybody hates that band now. I mean, I never really listened to Imagine Dragons, but I don't, I've heard I don't hate Imagine Dragons. I've heard a lot of people fact, talking against them that they don't well, like them. So I don't know anything did. about them, My, but they were in the 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 Switch reveal video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the yeah, that song. Yeah. So I mean, they're like plugged into video games at this point. Like they've just done a lot of stuff. I think they did another track for a Nintendo thing too, but uh. But hearing them like performing with, I don't know, it was just kind of weird. Like it's like I think I put my tweet was a uh, Imagine Bastion because they were only doing Bastion songs. So that was my that was my big Game Awards joke. This yeah, year. I didn't even know like they they had the people singing with them, and then they had like the rapper, and I didn't even know I didn't know what they were singing for that part, and I didn't even know it was them until after. But well, I think they did an Imagine Dragon song in the middle of doing the bastion songs well uh, i do have more to say about video game awards but why don't we play another why don't we play another audio message from one of our uh hosts or one of our guests slash fans slash friends um this is one is from alex arona from super gg radio so let's play his message right now hey trey jeremy and john it's alex from super gg radio i wanted to holler at you guys to tell you congrats on 300 episodes Nintendo Main does great work with impressions and in historical insight into all things Nintendo. It's been great getting to know you guys, having us on as guests, on your show, and even just hanging out at events. I know you've had a few of us on, and uh, we really appreciate it, and are really always excited at the chance to be part of what you guys do. Uh, we hope to continue to work with you guys and be avid listeners for the next 300. Congrats, you guys. You deserve it. Thanks, Alex. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. 
that's another one on there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't get too much into the weeds here before I play another one of these. Otherwise, they'll they'll catch up to us. So, but yeah, thank <laughs> thank you so much, Alex. I'm just gonna go by alphabetical order. I just have a I just have a folder of everybody in it. So that's kind of that's kind of how we're gonna do it. A binder so, full of people. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other stuff. Uh, I don't know other, other stuff from the video game awards. Um. There was, I mean, there were a couple things to mention in there. Like we got, we got the Sonic, the movie, the movie trailer for Sonic Two. Um, you got, you got to hear Idris Elba's voice as Knuckles and all that stuff. And yeah, I thought more of the same. You know, that I think it's going to be a better movie. I think most people think it's going to be a better movie because the setup's all out of the way. But uh, yeah, I'm still not expecting much. I don't know if I'll go and see it. In, in Did the you think that Knuckles sounded kind of sexy? Because I know that's... He sounded kind of sexy. Some, I don't think there's he sounded some like Idris at all. That, yeah, he was trying to desexify his, his voice or something. Apparently, he was really, like, trying to figure out, like, what, uh, I don't know, what Knuckles is about or something. Like, trying to capture that... It's uh, about being sexy that and echidna and all that. It's about looking for gems, man, and climbing walls and all that stuff. Yeah. I think. You look good doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not going to see the movie in 4D, that's for sure, because I'll never see another movie in 4D. <laughs> but uh, also, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't really care. Uh, we we kind of, we talked about this when we recorded our Patreon episode, but I, if it's, if it starts off with uh, Dr. Eggman sitting at a, an Olive Garden, just like, you know, being sad about not catching Sonic and all that, then that's funny. You know, I'll give him that for that. That's a, and I also, and I tweeted about that as well, that I hope that Sonic 2 has double the amount of flossing and double the amount of Olive Garden references this time. Because otherwise, why are you making a sequel? So I was really wanting the trailer to begin with Gangster's Paradise again. Just like, F you, throw it in everybody's face. Was Gangster's Paradise in the other one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't remember that. Why? <laughs> Nothing says Sonic like Coolio. Like, seriously, it doesn't make any sense. It's the right era. But I think, I mean, I think better than that is uh, a little bit better. But the Sonic, we got a Sonic game trailer. We get to see uh, Sonic of the Wild. I guess yeah, the uh, game looks pretty cool. I'm with, I'm withholding my excitement, you know, as with every Sonic 3D game. But you know, it's another new direction, and Sonic needs a new direction. I mean, it's a yeah. I mean, with every with every 3D Sonic game, you you always got to kind of take it with a grain of salt and be like, uh, well, maybe because most of them will end up being bad anyway. But uh, but yeah. I mean, it, what what I wondered about is like, you know, you see the trailer and the trailer looks really good and everything looks great, and then it says coming to Switch, and I'm like, okay, well. It's not going to look as good as it did in the trailer. So, what kind of, is this going to be a streaming game? Is this going to be a super cut down? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's coming to the other systems as well, but Switch is on there also. So, the version that the Nintendo is going to get is probably going to get hacked up or whatever. I don't know. And we don't know for a fact it's like a huge open world. Like, you I think get they that said, from the establishing shot. Well, they, they did. Uh, one of the people did say they said open zone game, which I thought was funny mm-hmm. because all the levels in Sonic are zones. So it's like open zone, you know, because you're like the garden zone or like whatever, you know. So well, what that open makes zone me think of, What that makes me think of is uh, the Bowser's Fury game, which you haven't played. Still haven't played it, no. But I hear. It's but that's great I would describe that as open zone. Sure. If yeah. I, if no, I, it is. That was the first thing I thought of when I heard "open zone." Yeah, and that well, that's like a Mario of the Wild, right? Like that's uh, that's kind of doing a new idea for Mario, like having it all like open world. I mean, yeah, I, I heard it's great from you and from other people. So, but I still have a feeling it's doing some sort of like loading of each area you're in, like separate. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. Which version of Switch though, Ginsu asks? I believe that's Hutch. Um, 
yeah, I mean, we're gonna get a new a new Switch and have Sonic be the uh, the uh, the flagship game, maybe. Well, there there was, I mean, there was kind of an idea that I had that I posted on Twitter as well the other day because, it, and we'll talk about this also. But Nintendo sent out the uh, our stats for 2021, like showing you like what games you know mm-hmm. which games you played the most and how many hours you spent and all that. And there and there's like a there's a, a background that you can get for your computer that has like that shows like all of the you know the main Nintendo console games and like the dates of when they came out and all that. And it shows like the three different versions of the Switch on the bottom there. And it's like, you know, we got the original one in 2017. We got the light at 2019. We got the OLED at 2021. So I'm like, what's going to happen at 2023? That's it. Date right there. Patterns. Quote it. 2023 Switch Pro slash Switch 2. That's what and we're then getting. And it's following the five-year cycle with a year, yeah. you know, thrown in there for, for COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, because every, yeah, every two years there's been a new a new Switch. So uh, so that's that's what I think. Thanks for the happy 300. We're we're get we're gonna we will get to your message as well. We we just we we got a list of them here. Um, aside from just aside from the Sonic stuff, uh, just moving along here. Uh, there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that's made by the same guys who did Friday the 13th. I don't know if it's coming to the Switch or not, but that's cool. I like that idea. I like the idea of horror movie franchises becoming good games and all that. I think I made a tweet about that, asking that I was like, can we have a Hellraiser game? Then I want to be one of those Cenobites. I can go around and torture people and all that stuff. Also, Sounds like it'll be a similar concept to that, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably going to be the same, very similar to the Friday the 13th, but it's the same guys who made Friday the 13th, so that's cool. So there's a good chance it'll be good, because I did have a lot of fun with that game. And yeah, the whole thing where like one of you is the killer and everybody else is running away, and you have to find ways to get out of the movie and all that, that could be really cool. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be pretty creepy. I hope they do. hope they have stuff from 2 in there as well, because... That's a wonderful movie. I, I love part two. It's it's silly, but it's also freaky at the same time. And as well, uh, we also got some, there was some Monster Hunter uh, Sunbreak stuff in there. We got, there was a trailer for uh, for that more DLC stuff for Monster Hunter. So there's a little bit of Nintendo stuff in there still. There's like a new character that's coming to it that has like a full voice. I heard they're going to add a bunch of stuff to it. Um, this one, there, there was a part there where I was like, oh no, it's really going to happen. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax fighting game got announced for for a second i was like uh, oh uh what is uh i was like oh persona 4 is it happening right here are we gonna finally have it on the switch and no it's a fighting game whatever but that game's supposed to be really cool actually and uh i always wanted to play this persona arena game so so i'm into it i'll, I'll do it i'll try it out what else oh yeah the, this isn't a nintendo game but that star wars eclipse game which is a quantum right what was what's the name of the of the guys who do uh, Quantic Dream, Quantic Dream, yeah, aren't they kind of, uh, are they kind of have some toxic stuff going on with them? I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Anyway, it, I've heard people like some. There's some discourse about that too, because because uh, on the you know Jeff Keeley kind of like he was kind of a uh, he didn't really directly talk about like what's happening with Activision and all that stuff. He kind of like stepped around it and like didn't say anything about anything, and then they cut right next right to a. Uh, to the Star Wars trailer after that of Quantic Dream, who's, who's doing their own thing. So, so I was like, okay. But uh, I don't know. I feel like that that game. They're they're saying that it's High Republic, which is supposed to be like uh, Knights of the Old Republic type stuff. But for me, a lot of stuff in that trailer looked like a prequel shit. And also, it's um also it's got a lot of drums in it. I saw uh, Nadia from uh, Axe of the Blood God said, basically said it was like a. Was it a Star Star Wars uh, Star Wars Taiko Drum Master or something like that? 
because because of the constant drumming in it, and, and I got I got kick out of that. Oh, there's a game called Star Trek Resurgence, which is made by the guys who used to be in um, fuck, what was the Telltale X X Telltale guys? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they made a big deal out of the Telltale thing. Yeah, so that they're, they're X Telltale people doing a Star Trek game, and that game actually looks kind of cool. Star Trek Resurgence. I would love to play a Telltale style Star Star Trek game, and it takes place right after Next Generation, so it's in that time. So that's cool. And of course, there was a sentient pot that showed up and introduced Elden Ring, which was really weird. If you, I don't know if you saw the walking pot part, but there was a pot. Of, there was the a pot character that came on to that came onto the stage and walked around and talked and looked really strange. So that's what happened with that. But moving on, let's do. Why don't we play one more of these? Let's play one from uh, Brock from Damage Boost. Hi, everybody. I'm Brock Holiday from Damage Boost. And I wanted to tell the story about how I became friends with Trey and Nintendo Main. And congratulations on your guys' uh, achievement of 300 episodes. It's amazing. Uh, you guys deserve all the amazing things you've gotten and all the amazing things you will get in the future. Um, Nintendo Main means a lot to me for a couple reasons. Uh, one, Trey was one of the first guests on Damage Boost, <clears throat> and at the beginning, I had no experience. Uh, I had maybe done two interviews, I think, before, and I was nervous, and Trey was a wonderful professional. Um, he made me feel relaxed uh, before and while we did the podcast, but at the same time was teaching me in a way that didn't make me feel intimidated or stupid. Um, and it it was one of the big reasons I, I started to get a handle on the whole podcasting thing. And uh, he was one of the first... Pod- Nintendo Main was one of the first podcasts I ever was a guest on. I might be the very first, if I remember correctly. And that was, that was huge for me. Um, I actually... I don't know if I ever told you guys this... But it was um, right when our um, heat, or no, our air conditioner had quit working in our old house and it had a lot of problems. And um, so my whole family was staying at the in-laws because we didn't have any, but I really wanted to do this. and I didn't want to reschedule. And you guys at the time uh, were recording around midnight or one. I think you're running late, so you ended up being closer to one. So... Like, I'm sitting in this room, sweating, and, like, because I have, you know, three kids, and at this point, they're all, I think they're, like, around five, two of them are around five, the other one's around seven, right? So I'm an exhausted parent anyway, and I'm just, like, sitting in my in this, like, small room in the back of my house, just sweating, but, like, having the time of my life, because it was a great experience. Uh, we talked about uh, Mario Maker 2. And I got to tell you guys about my Billy Joel drives home one, where you just take a car, you run over <laughs> the enemies, and I, you guys laughed and made me feel good. Uh, it was a great experience and a unique one, and something I'll never forget. And uh, Trey, you and your, your your wife have been on my show it, just to talk about Yoshi, which was a blast, and uh, she's also amazing and like just a, a wonderful personality. Um, as I'm coming up to the three minutes, uh, I. Again, I love you guys. Podcast is amazing, smart, fun, silly, dignified, every positive adjective I can think of. 
that's your podcast and um i appreciate our friendship and wish you the best in the future love you guys oh thank you so much no we love you too love you too brock thanks thanks so much brock damage boost check out damage boost and uh, like i said in super gg radio and borderline entertainment who've been on here as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah no i i had no yeah i had no idea that you had not uh that you hadn't uh, been on a podcast before, but yeah, no, that one was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we, yeah, we get to talk about Mario, and I do remember doing it fairly late, and it did look like it was just, you know, that it, I could tell that it was it was definitely later than he expected, but he had, yeah, did a great job, and I thought it really came out really good as an episode. Yeah, it made me think about the my early days of being on the show too. You know, I was a guest first for a couple of times, and um, I'd never been on a podcast before, just like Brock, and um, you know. Just after a couple of times of doing it, though, you know, of course, you guys are friends. We know each other a long time before that. And, but, you know, this, so that certainly helps make me comfortable. But it's exactly right. Like, you know, once you get into the groove of podcasting and everything, now it's just natural. Like, I'm, you know, talking to anybody else, but I just happen to be sitting here talking into a microphone on, on a podcast. And, uh, it's a, it's a interesting evolution. Uh, Personally, when, when you're on these shows and guesting or hosting or whatever, as you get used to it, um, it just becomes more and more natural. That reminded me of my own experience. So thank you for that, Brock. Yeah, one thing I remember that changed my view a lot because, well, and then Trey, Trey was still learning, but he's done almost all the editing with the exception of the two episodes I did, uh, which I made a big deal of on the show. So you don't <laughs> know which ones those were. But uh, when I finally, when I've heard like an episode where it was edited, I was like, I sound better than I thought I did, you know, because right. well, that's because Trey made me sound better. But still, like, that's that's a part of it that kind of helps to smooth over the, the anxiety a little bit, unless they were to just edit it to where only the bad things came through, which <laughs> I suppose he could do if he really wanted to. I don't, I don't I don't cut that much, but I do. But if you think of, <laughs> but you think about how many, how much you. I was thinking about it, it's like I don't cut that you know I, I try to cut ums and like spaces and stuff like that but if but it's still like a thousand cuts or something it's just small ones you know you cut it to where you can't really tell that you cut it or whatever that's what is what I try to do and that was my own you know it's been my own learning experience as well with that and another thing I was actually thoughting thinking I was actually thinking about today while we were at the we went to like a Christmas party earlier today Jess and I did but um I was thinking about how uh, and I've thought about this before that uh podcasting podcast actually helps you learn how to shut up when you're talking to somebody. I felt like it, it's taught me how to listen better, you know, because I, I felt like it's gotten me a lot where I can actually like sit there and listen to somebody talk. Cause that's what you do, you, you know, do it podcasting. And originally you would think to say like, you know, like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Like whatever, after whatever they say, no, just shut up and listen to whatever they say. So that's what, that's what I thought. Podcasts help me shut the fuck up and just listen to what people are trying to tell you. And it'll sound better for that way. And try not to cut people off, which I still do sometimes, but thankfully I can cut that off as well out of the podcast. So you won't hear it, but you'll hear it now if you're uh, listening live, but I do cut it in the, now that we're recording on separate channels, it really helps a lot. I can easily cut myself out and you won't even hear me. If we're all the same room, the the cutting off happens a lot less, but unfortunately we're not able to do that and I haven't really been able to for a long time. So yeah, when you're doing it all digital like this or remote, I should say that's uh, it's inevitable. You're going to cut each other off from time to time. But it is nice not to talk over the guest, which I've heard myself doing that in the past and cringe so hard, you know. It's been a learning experience for me too. 
It's hard. It's hard to tell sometimes too when you're on the internet when you're because there is like a couple second delay, you know, between like you talking and another one of us talking. So sometimes you don't know, and then somebody starts like right when you start or or whatever. You don't know when they're going to stop, and yeah, it's it's kind of a balancing act and all that type of thing. But we try try to do what we can here for anybody who listens to us. Thank you for that. That was a little podcasting one on one. Yeah, sure. Something like that. I mean, this was all just like me just trying to figure shit out, and a lot of it was just like. Oh, I could do that, or like, or like, or like, it would be fun to do that, you know, like with the like audio bits and stuff that I create. I was like, well, I could, I could do that. That'll be fun, you know. Like, just it's just me just fucking around with audio and stuff, which a lot of this is. But let's let's. Uh, I know we're like, well, we did our intro thing, but let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about games we've been playing and games that we bought for the week. Talk about some of that. Yeah. Um, I uh, I made the big plunge in between episodes here, and I bought. One of these babies. That was your 300th episode reward to yourself. Yeah. Uh, 300 Ooh. episodes, $300 with $350. No, I bought, I went out and I bought the, uh, the switch OLED and well, I didn't actually go out and buy it. I ordered it from Amazon because, uh, somebody posted it on Twitter. I saw it on one of the people that I followed said, Hey, yeah, uh, Amazon has a bunch of OLEDs up right now. And I'm like, I'm like, no shit. Like, I wonder if I could get one of those. And I looked and, you know, I, I looked at it and I was like, Oh fuck, I could order one right now. And I was actually working. I was on a job and I was in, they have a van. They drive us around from location to location, whatever. And I was in the van. And I was looking at it, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'll wait a second and I'll try it like an hour and see if it, if it's there." And I text and I texted Jess about it too. I was like, "Uh, the OLEDs are up. Like, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about getting one?" She's like, "Do you want one?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Go for it." And I was like, "Okay." I just needed somebody else to say okay for it for me to just like not do it on. Well, my of own, all the people to give that okay, I think she's sure. the one to reach out to. <laughs> Not that she would tell me not to buy anything or anything like that. I was just, right, kinda, I but... just, I just wanted some encouragement because I'm like, am I being dumb here? Like, should I get another one? But no, I, I got it, and it, it looks, it looks great. Like, uh, it look, re- it looks really good. It almost, you know, like I just pulled it out of the dock here, and I'm just looking at it again. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this really does look good. Like, I forget how good it looks because when you play it on the TV, you know, it looks like any other Switch. But if you're playing it handheld, it's like, yeah, it looks tight. It looks really good, and it, and the screen definitely looks a lot bigger with like you know shrinking the bezel and all that stuff and it feels heavier like you can feel you can tell that the screen has like more going on in it you know and another thing that i think is really really cool is the joy cons they fit so much better on here than they do on the other one that's another thing my old one this left and you've had it too jeremy where uh i'm sure you have john where like the left joy con slides off and it won't Mm -hmm. like connect and it's done that like probably like four or five different Joy-Cons for me have done that, have like just slid off. And the one that I have now was doing that as well, was sliding off again. And this is like annoying. And I'm, you know, I had like a four day road gig like last week and I was just really, you know, I'm like thinking about every time I look at it, I was like, well, this could look so much better if I had the other one. I think you made the right choice. But it's really, it's really tight. Like when you try to pull the Joy-Cons off of here, you really got to like tug at it before it comes off. So it's really secure. And when you hold it like this and kind of like try to like sort of bend the sides, like the other one would bend, but this one doesn't bend. And it, and like I said, it feels it feels a lot heavier. Like it feels almost twice as heavy as the other one that I had. And it looks nice. Like I, uh, yeah, after, after playing, after playing this, like I said, after playing this and then playing it on the TV, I was like, oh, the TV's nothing. 
the the 65 inch 4k that we have is nothing no <laughs> i felt the same thing in my phone when i was looking at my phone i was like yeah hey, my phone's like fucking tiny and stupid looking you know after i was after i was playing this but it's cool and of course the i haven't really used it but the um the kickstand is awesome it's the full it's huge the full kickstand on the back and you can see the the sd card's kind of in a different spot it's right right over there and also, I mean, there, there's double the memory on the Switch, which now it's like 64 gigs instead of 32 gigs, which isn't that much, but it helped me for the Switch over. And I was able to do everything like I did. I was able to transfer my um, my profile from one Switch to another. I was able to like, you know, because there's all these, if you look it up, there's all these like things where it's like you can transfer your profile with your saves or like your saves are in the cloud, but not these saves. Like like none of the Pokemon ones in this are in the cloud, or like none of the Splatoon ones are in the cloud. And like it's like all these different like butts, you know, that are in there. Like there's this, but this doesn't work, or this doesn't work. And like Animal Crossing like won't transfer over either because Animal Crossing has its own like separate like crossover like a transfer app and all this shit. And it's it's a headache. Like just like thankfully just like helped me like just try to figure it out because I'm like. I'm like, do I transfer my profile first, or do I transfer Animal Crossing first, or like, what am I supposed to do here? And actually, I texted, uh, I texted John Wedgworth as well from uh, Nerd Noise Radio because he just got an OLED and he kind of walked me through what he did. But he didn't do the island transfer, so his island was still on his old Switch. But he thought that maybe his island was gone because he didn't know because it's because it's weird because you transfer your profile from one Switch to another. But your Animal Crossing Island still remains on that Switch that you started it on. So you basically have to download Animal Crossing. So you have to have more than one profile on your on your Switches if you want to do it. So I had to use Jess's profile on my old Switch to start up the Animal Crossing transfer tool. And, I also, and then I had to start it off on mine also. And then you like click that you're sending it from one to another. So then over the internet, it will send your island from one switch to the next switch and then you can do it but you have to do it separately like after you already transfer your thing so john john actually to his delight he found out that he didn't lose his island it was still just on his old switch still so you have to move that separately so it's it's a whole it's a thing but but i got it done uh, i got all all my saves are on the new switch uh, my islands on the new switch i made sure and like went in there and walked around and looked at everything everything's fine uh, i was able to I was somehow able to switch my card from one switch to another and keep all of the videos and and uh, and pictures this time. I actually did not lose them. I took all of the videos off of my original switch, like that was on the the console hard drive, and put it on the card. So like all the videos are taken off that, and they're on the video, and they're on here now. I don't know why it worked now and it didn't work before, but it said like when you put when you put the when you put the uh, card in the other switch, it'll be like this was used in a different switch. We have to delete all of the game files, but it won't delete your videos and pictures. But I already p- backed everything up on the computer just in case. So yeah, I got everything on there, and I think I finally downloaded everything again because I had to go through and re-download everything, and that's a process. You know, that takes like three days or so. But I finally got it all on there. And one there, there's one, there's one complaint that I that really sucks about switching from two switches is a, uh, you know, like one of my favorite things about the switch was when you would go to your collection of games and you could look at like how many you've put, like how much time you put in every game and would have them all like placed, you completely lose that between switches. That's only per system. Oh, so like it's, so it starts all over again when you put it on a new switch, even though you got your profile in there and all that, it, the, the amount of time that you played the game and how it like, will you know, how it'll like uh stack them or whatever that that's all brand new now. So 
I have to start all over again, which sucks. So like my does it not tell your total hours anymore? Even no, it, it'll tell you. It'll tell it on your uh, profile if you play the game. But if you go, if you click on a, you know, like category or like sort by how you've played it the most, what you played the most, mm-hmm. it won't remember any of that. So all that will oh. stay on the other system. So so you have to just start all over again, which sucks. So you don't. So I have to recreate my top eight games or whatever. Or I'll have to look at it on the other one. I'll have to take a picture of it or something like that. So so that sucks because it starts all over again when you get there. But aside from that, yeah, it's there and it's cool and it looks great. Like I said, you can't probably can't really tell how good it looks. But whatever I whenever I see you guys again, I'll show it to you. If that were docked and you wanted to do like in the original Switch commercial where you just reach down and pull the Joy-Cons up and, the, and then the middle part stays in the dock, that probably wouldn't work because of how tight the Joy-Con fit in there. Oh yeah, that that I I, I don't I don't think while you're yeah them off. I don't think you can do that. I, I never did that with the older Switch though. I tried because it looked like so cool, but but I probably could with my original one just because they were sliding off on their own. But yeah, no, it mm. you'd have to yeah you would have to like push it down like while you're pull, trying to pull it off and all that. So like that dock, the dock, yeah. uh, it's it's fine. It's not different than the other one. <laughs> I haven't been able to update it yet, but I will be able to in the future. So there you go. So, and I know one of Jess's friends was interested in buying the Switch, like as is. So we might sell, we might sell one of them to her. And I wanted to, I wanted to get one for Jess too at some point. But we'll we'll get we'll get one at some point. I know she's a little jealous because she plays mostly in handheld. But I was like, I was like, well, I'm really gonna appreciate it when it comes to um when it comes to like you know traveling for the holidays and just future jobs and all that. It's just going to be really nice to have it there instead of instead of the other one. So, well, just seeing you holding it up as you were talking about it, I can tell the screen's better. Yeah, without even actually staring at it because it's got a higher uh, viewing angle or whatever. It just looks brighter and it's weird. Cause, yeah, because it's not it's not bigger than the other one. It's still the same size, but the screen is they made the screen bigger inside of that size, and and but it still feels a lot bigger. Like if you've used the regular one so many times. When you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, this feels big. So, I don't know. It was one of those things. I was like, you know, I was like, well, I, from the money I made today, I'll have enough. You know, that's like I could just take it out of this day raid and then I'm good. So, oh, yeah, and I played and I played VR last night. And I went back to old Labo VR just to try it out, you know, because Labo VR works on the OLED. Mm-hmm. But it's not really. I was hoping that it would be clearer, but it's still pretty much the same, you know, because it's the same technology and all that. It's still... It might be a little bit worse, actually, just because the screen is better. <laughs> Maybe make it because mm-hmm. it still looks like really fuzzy and it looks kind of muddy, you know. And it, it, what I was thinking about when I was playing it, it was like it's like looking at something through a really dirty window. Is, is kind of what I feel like. It's like it's like looking through something with a window that has like dried dirt on it or whatever, and it's kind of like you know you can't really see. You know, like if you clean the window window off really good, maybe you could see. Maybe it look really crisp back there, but everything's real fuzzy and you know it's 3D, but still, you know. So it doesn't make the VR look any better, I guess. <laughs> and I was afraid if it was gonna, it was gonna hurt my eyes because this. I do notice that this one is like much brighter, like way brighter than the other switches. And I actually have to turn it down because I notice, like, I'm like, okay, this is too much brightness. It's going to bother me. So I, so I go and and this one does have it has auto brightness. I think it. I don't, does the original have auto brightness or did they put that on this one? Don't it know. does. Okay, but I, I just I turn that off and just kind of do it on my own because I feel like a lot of times it's too bright because I, I like it on the I like it on the lower side, it makes my head feel better. But I tried. I played the B. I played the VR. I played the um, I played Zelda. I played Breath of the Wild in VR. 
And I started to get a headache after that, after playing the Breath of the Wild for a while. I was like, okay, I need to take a break. So I just took a break. But I, I, t- I tried the VR just because I, I felt like I needed to. So, so I imagine that Breath of the Wild would be one of the games that really pops the most on the OLED. Well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of games on the system since then. I'm sure. I'm sure it looks good on the handheld. I didn't. I didn't play it though. I only played it on the on the VR. So, so that's what I did. But since I've talked on the OLED for a while, why don't we play another one of our uh, of our uh, messages from our friends here? This one is from. So Jess said in the chat, we should know that those are those glasses Trey are wearing. It's wearing or covered in glitter. We just can't really tell. Yeah, you can't. I, I was oh, trying. I, couldn't to, tell. I was trying to see if I could like make the lights less, but. I mean, the, the glasses are doing exactly what I want them to do. I wanted them to just like, you know, I wanted them to just like pop, just like look really, you know, shiny and all that. So you got a little Elton John thing going on. So so yeah. now they, uh, I mean, they're not necessarily shiny. I just want them to like, oh, I guess you can kind of see, I think I can kind of see it on this over here. If you turn it away from the light, you can see the glitter on there. See that? Mm-hmm. See moving There's around? a little bit of a sparkle effect. Sparkle motion. <laughs> okay. So uh, our next... So our, our next is from uh, is from Dylan from uh, Backstage Gaming podcast. If you remember them, uh, that was the the first time we ever did a live show when Jeremy and I did a live show at the mm-hmm. Beat Kitchen. Dylan was there with his podcast, and he's been Adila. Uh, he's been uh, <laughs> yeah, Dylan Gregory. He's he's been on our show a couple times, and uh, he sent he sent us a message. So let's take a listen to it. Hey, this is Dylan from Backstage Gaming. I just wanted to give a huge congratulations to everyone at Nintendo Main for 300 episodes. Um, I'm we're just past uh, 100 on our own personal podcast, so uh, picturing 300 is like climbing a mountain right now. Seriously, huge congrats, guys! Um, it was super cool working with you guys on a couple episodes. I uh, I fondly remember talking about obsc- the, like you know the more obscure releases. Um, like obviously one of my favorite games is Sin and Punishment, so I will always jump at the opportunity to talk about that. But even like inviting me on to talk about Moon, like that's that's something really cool, and it, it's something that I don't think a lot of Nintendo influencers really do. We don't really focus on the nitty-gritty, these are games on Nintendo consoles you might not have heard of type of uh, selections. And it really takes me back to a time where, like, I could open up an issue of Nintendo Power and just discover something from a series I had never heard of. Um, And that's really special. So, once again, congratulations on 300 episodes, and here's to at least 300 more. All right, take care, guys. Thank you, Dylan. Congrats on 100 episodes of your own podcast. That's cool. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's yeah, a man. Lot. Yeah, so, no, you, you, yeah, you guys are doing great things. I've uh, the re- the next the next hundreds will just be like boom, boom. They just it's just kind of snowballs after that. <laughs> yeah, think yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. You start at 100, and I think our first what was at 100. We did our um. Or Wizard, the Wizard episode. It was the Wizard mm-hmm. of Christmas. Yeah, it was around Christmas time as well. Yeah. Well, it's, well, you know, it's 50, was it 52 weeks a year? So right. every 52 episodes, if you do one every week, that's when mm-hmm. you'll be there. And our first, and our 50th episode was with Jeremy and I, we showed our Nintendo stuff. That was like the first time we mm-hmm. actually did like a themed, we did so many episodes thing. Well, that's the first time we did a video, I think. It wasn't just like a, a gameplay video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did that as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for sending that in. All right, so uh, I have a 
I know it. I, I knew this episode was going to be longer, so I don't need to talk about all the stuff that I have on the list here. I can skip around for some of them. Jeremy, did you play Tetris ninety nine? Did you get I your did. uh? Did you get your Mario your Mario Party theme? I did. I uh, I got it pretty quickly actually, uh, because I got I was just doing really well at first. I was placing the top fifty pretty consistently. I got up to ten. It's the best I did. I got knocked out right at ten, but yeah, I actually nailed this one out pretty quick. And I uh, I like the visual of the theme, but not so much the music. Yeah, I mean Mario Party's never really had that great of a soundtrack. I I, I know I've played. It's all not of them. something you want to listen to so. <laughs> about an hour or whatever. It took. I, I only listened to a little bit of it, and then I listened to a podcast like through the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just kind of like I, I wanted to get an idea of the songs, and I'm like, okay, I can listen to something else. I don't need to listen to this every time. But I, I had a couple where I got like, yeah, in like the teens. I think I got to twelve maybe in one of them. So, I, but I had some when I was really, really bad too. I got one where I was like knocked out at like ninety second or something like that. Oh, definitely. Where they just kept throwing shit at me. There, there was like. You know, it was like where I did really, really bad in a row, and then I did good for a couple of them, and then you do kind of mediocre, and and I still knock. I think I knocked it out in like like an hour, hour ten minutes maybe to get to get the theme, something like that. I uh, actually got a new badge. I don't know the last time I got a new badge. Tetris ninety nine. I got a badge too, but I don't know what it was for. It was like it was a block. It was like oh no, Mine it was, was like for... a. It was like no, it was like a, a thousand or ten thousand. It, it was an amount of garbage thrown towards the towards the opponents in the on on the online mode was was what i got the mine was the yeah, eliminating it was eliminating 50 garbage lines in one match so I, i'm surprised i hadn't done that yet but i i got it this time and it felt good so we have a uh, that alex uh so just uh said let's go in the chat hey uh we we, we played your message like first at the beginning yeah thank just, you for the message <laughs> just because we were starting at the at it we we're just going alphabetically and alex well actually you were second asa was i did asa first just because i didn't have him in the in the rotation but we did players already but thank you so much for playing for sending it to us and we will love to you man. we'll yeah yeah and, and we will uh of course we'll um yeah it'll be on there when we post it on there and uh and i just i just put up uh my top five uh, games of the year so far, uh, written for Super GG Radio. So check that out. Like we just posted that on Twitter. Wrote that a couple days ago. So check that out as well for the yearly thing that we do and all that stuff. Have you been Have you been playing Paper Mario at all, Jeremy? Now that Now that it's on the Nintendo sixty four, I have uh, Nintendo Switch Online. I've I've actually been playing that the most this this week since last week, and I I love it. I think it's great. I, I don't. You. I think it's a, I think it's a really good game. I think the I think the battle system is really fun, and I'm I'm on an RPG uh, group on on Facebook that I really like. They actually there's a lot of really cool people on there, and they say a lot of really cool stuff. And somebody was talking about um, you know, Super Mario RPG being cool but being too easy, and one person was like, "Well, why don't you just play through it and just only add to your badges and nothing else? Like whenever mm-hmm. you level up." And that's kind of how I've been playing it. I've only leveled up my. I've only leveled up my hit points and my fire points once each, mm-hmm. and I've only been doing badge points ever since. But you can get oh. badges, but you can get badges that will upgrade your life as well. So I've been, so I found a couple of those. But it's been, yeah, I've been mostly throwing stuff into badges and just kind of going with that. And I have a badge where, like, I think it's like a little bit harder to dodge, but if you dodge, you'll have no damage taken from you. Like that's one I've been using and. And I got a bunch of different uh, magic spells and all that. And I'm just having a great time with the game. Like I think it's really fun. Sounds like you're a little further into it than I am. I'm uh, I'm at the I'm in the the dry dry ruins. I'm in I'm in the desert. Like I just got to the dungeon there to the desert dungeon. 
Do you so, know how many of the big stars you've rescued or whatever? I, I only have one. I've, I've, only, okay. I've only done one. I just got the first one. Yeah. I've only done I one. I that game looks pretty good with the up-res. It, it, it does. I mean, it's it looks... You know, it still looks kind of a little muddy, like uh, like it did on sixty four. And there's it's got some... weird, like blurry patches almost. It's kind of strange how it how the blurriness works in this game because it'll be even be like some some of the text sometimes will be get, like a little blurry because I think they like dynamically change the size of it. Yeah, the text is super blurry. I did notice that, and it's like mm-hmm. kind of faded too. Like it's not as it doesn't mm-hmm. pop as much. It looks like more gray than black. And also, uh, I don't know if you notice like some of the. Um, some of like the geometry in the background, like the polygons, you can kind of see through it where it has yeah. like lines in it and you can kind of like see seams. the background mm-hmm. through it, which I don't remember that from the original one. So, but I, I thought this one would look better because there was never really any fog as far as I know in the original one. So I didn't think it would change much if they took, you know, if they removed the fog, the fog from the game and all that. But yeah, I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would, I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this game's fun. Like it, it's written well. The characters are cool. Like, uh. I think of all yeah. the stuff on on the uh, Nintendo Online, with the exception of maybe since it's so quirky, Sin and Punishment, and maybe Star Fox, even to an extent. Like this is one of the best games that stands the test of time. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't really. It, it yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like a. I don't know. It doesn't feel that old to me. And I haven't. I mean, I played Paper Mario a bunch of times, but I don't think I've played Mar- Paper Mario all the way through. Probably since I don't know. A long time ago, since like 20 years ago or something like that. Because I did play it on Wii U, you know, and on Wii U when it was on there. But I never beat the game all the way, but I wanted to, you know. So I was going to I was gonna try to play this all the way through. But it's yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I love playing it with the N64 controller. I don't think it would be, I, I don't think it would be as good without it. Because, because of the C buttons, the way the C buttons are designated for certain things. Especially with the down C being the attack mm-hmm. button for all the characters or whatever their ability is. I, I just it just wouldn't feel right if I was just pushing down on the right stick instead of pushing the actual button like that. It just wouldn't work right for me. So I think it's I think it's best with the with the sixty four controller. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the save state's really nice. Could just be like, okay, I've had enough of this for now. Because I mean, Paper Mario is great, but sometimes I just gotta stop playing it. And oh sure, I yeah. don't want to wait until I can hit a block. So it's nice to have the save states. Uh, just like Ocarina of Time, like. That that's a, that's a quality of life improvement that, that makes me think I could actually finish this, you know, without just flicking out on it. Um, more likely to finish this one than Ocarina, to be honest. I'm still in the Water Temple there. <laughs> that Water Temple, man, you just gotta, I do enjoy just using these. I just like this N64 controller for these classic games. It's it's very nice. Yeah, it feels great. My uh, my 64 controller was actually completely dead because I hadn't played it for a while before. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna try out Paper Mario, and I tried to turn my controller on, and it was just completely wiped out of battery power so i guess i had left it neglected for a while but i've i uh i, I redid it and um yeah and, and now it's and now it's been fun but yeah paper mario it's a great game it, it does suck that it takes a long time before you get to the actual action battles is which i what i noticed i thought i was just really bad you have to get yeah you have to get almost through like you have to go like through like the whole first chapter practically before you act because you have to get to the part where you become princess peach and then she talks to the star and then the star comes down and tells Mario how to do it later. So it's like there's a whole like first like story arc that you have to go through before you get to that part. So it takes you a while before you can actually do the action battle stuff. But one but the action battle stuff is great. Like that's really I really like doing that stuff. And I think it works I think it works a lot better than it did on Super Mario RPG. I'm sure I've said this before, but I like I like Paper Mario better. I think it's a better game than the than the Super Nintendo one. Super Mario RPG. Probably because they I think they perfected the battle system a little bit better. 
Like you can feel like you're when you do it exact. And I, I don't think, I think you could do a dodge, but it wasn't like as it didn't like do a different animation and all that in the other one. Like when you dodged at the right time and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been having a great time with it. And and it's and it's always cool to play older systems on your newer system. Like now that I have, now that I have the OLED, I like played. I you know I like played through F Zero on there. Like I I played through like a whole one of the Grand Prix, you know, on there just to see what it looks like. And I was playing Genesis games on there, you know, because they, because the, like the, you know, because the sprite graphics really pop and all that. And I was playing some, I was playing some Paper Mario on it, even though I, like I said before, I really like doing it with the controller aside from doing the analog stick and all that stuff. So I saw that, uh, I saw that Eddie V actually just commented to us on the chat and Eddie V was actually next in our line of, of stuff that people sent us. So why don't we just play that right now? Yeah, please. If you're if you're still on there, Eddie V of uh, Super Power Block, uh, Boss Rush, Optional Opinion. It's got he's got a bunch of podcasts. Hello, everybody. This is Eddie V from Boss Rush Games and host of Nintendo Power Block. Want to congratulate Trey, Jeremy, and John on reaching 300 episodes of Nintendo Main Podcast. You know, it takes a long time to get to that number, and we are so happy over here at Bostridge Games for you guys reaching that milestone number. Uh, from me, Corey, Jesse, and the entire Bosch Rush family, congratulations on making 300 episodes. We can't wait to hear more, and hopefully that we will be able to come back on and join you guys to talk all things Nintendo. Once again, guys, congratulations, Jeremy, congratulations, Trey, and congratulations, John, on reaching 300 episodes. Thank you so much, Eddie. Yeah, no, uh... Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, no, I mean, it, like being a having well, being on Nintendo Power Block and having you guys on the on the show and all that that actually was a big deal for me because I remember uh, Corey just like giving me a big list, just giving me a big list of people to talk to that he knew that also had podcasts and all that stuff, and I reached out, and that's how I met like you know John Wedgworth and uh, and Nerd Noise, like Nerd Noise Radio, and all that stuff, and I talk to him like all the time now, so it's a uh, it's cool. It's been uh, really. Really, uh, let us know about a bunch of other people as well. So you really helped out, helped us reach out to other podcasts. Thank you, Eddie. Just said he wanted to come Thanks back lot, on Eddie. again, which you should come back on again. I'd love to have you on. Again. I think last time we had him on was for Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise, mm-hmm. which is, uh, yeah, that's a love that game. Got some more Monster Hunter stuff coming up in the next few months. So yeah, I need to get I need to get back on that. Like, uh, you Me know, too. spoilers, I guess, but Monster Hunters, it's definitely in there for my top game of the year of course so it writing about it again i was like i really want to play that game again i I miss playing it i need to jump back on it i've actually been kind of i've I've kind of been procrastinating on playing the games my games of the year because i I know i've been because every time i play one i need to like record it so i need to like go and like record it and start working on my game of the year video and all that and i've just been procrastinating on i just or i'm just i just don't want to do it i'm just like putting it off so that's why I've been playing like other stuff and not doing Shin Megami Tensei Five and all that stuff because I'm like, oh, but if I do it, I gotta like do this other shit. So I've just been kind of trying to play the stuff that I don't like that that I, you know that I like, but isn't I know isn't going to be on there like re-releases like you know like Knights of the Old Republic and Paper Mario and stuff like that. Even though I did I did unlock the overalls last night for uh, Mario Golf, but that was just me having fun. Even though I was I was having a hard time finding people to play against on there but i had a couple games where i like where i beat everybody and they were all like s ranks and it was awesome like i got like 50 extra points for beating like because you get more for beating people who are higher rank than you 
and it felt really good. Like I beat two guys that were S plus and I was like B minus. And I was like, yes, I had these, t- I had like these two like killer games where I just, I, I captured it on the video and all that, but I was like, Oh my God, I'm the best. And then I fucked it up after that. But I felt like I was the greatest golfer for a second there. Like I really nailed it. I got an Eagle in there too. It was cool. So that's that. Um, also I got the, uh, I got clockwork Aquario. If you've heard about that, that's an arcade game that, um, never got finished and like it's finished now and it has it has the record for for being in the in development for the longest or being delayed the most it actually stole the record from duke nukem forever and and now it has now it holds the world record for game being in development for the longest and and it's cool it's it it feels like uh it 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 feels like a um you know it, it it feels like an old uh uh, 2D platformer, you know, but it's cool. The soundtrack sounds really good and it looks really nice and it, it plays really well. And, you know, you basically, you jump on a character and then they turn gray and you can pick them up and throw them at other guys. And there's like bosses and stuff like that. And It's cool. It's just, it's just like, I don't know. I felt like I had to get it just because of it being a piece of history and all that stuff. And I guess How I heard. How long was it in development for? I don't know. For a, for a long time. Like I guess it, well it was it, it it was never finished. It was like an old arcade game from the 90s I think that just never got finished. And from what I heard some of the people who worked on like the um the Wonder Boy, the Wonder Boy 3 game, uh they like they like stepped in and helped them finish it later or they knew about it and and yeah, and it's it's cool. It's a it's a really cool thing. And there's like you can play different like difficulties on it, you know, which will basically give you more credits depending on how you want to play it and it looks really nice, and I was like, oh, I feel like I have to get this game." And that was before we had the um, the the Nindy Direct stuff, which I got stuff from that too. But we can talk about that later. But I do have a, I do have some physical stuff that I could that I could show here. Um, well, there's a big one. There's actually I do have a I do have a package from one of our from one of our listeners that I will I think I'll open that on the second half here. But um, okay. <laughs> that arcade game is great. Um, Eddie. He said, "I need to hear about the arcade game." I mean, th- th- there's not much to say. I said, it's, you know, that it's it's a great 2D platformer. You you get three playable characters. I think it's two player as well, but I was only playing it by myself, so you, so you can do multiplayer. I don't know if you can do it online or not. You might be able to, but it looks it looks really pretty. And I heard I, I know I retronauts mentioned it, and I was it's kind of been on my radar for a while, just because I like stuff like that. I like older games that have been not finished and now they're out now i feel like it feels like you're playing a history a piece of a piece of history but like now you know i figured it'd be something you'd be into jeremy for sure star fox 2 has got to be up there <laughs> as far as be well star fox 2 was finished though they just never released it right that's true i don't know if that counts as much but i don't know yeah from what i heard it was it was duke because duke nukem was in development forever and or delayed the most times and this one finally was finished because it was delayed forever yeah, Star Fox Two was outright like canned, so it came back from the dead. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's twenty bucks, and I think it's worth it for sure for all the stuff they're doing with it. But uh, we just uh, I thought I would show this on the show because uh, Jess's Jess's brother sent us some gifts for uh, for Christmas that we just got today, and uh, he sent Jess this this guy right oh, here. Tom Nook. <laughs> she got this. She got this giant this giant Tom Tom. Now Nook, you can just uh, pay your loans off from home. Got got this giant Tom Nook plushie, and I, I was like, I, "Oh, uh, let me show it on the show." I got, I got a, yeah. She's like, they, they sent us such such weird stuff, and here's a, here's our Tom Nook. <laughs> I mean, they have so many adorable Animal Crossing plushies, and I thought about getting them, but I was like, we already have so many, we already have enough stuff. But 
Now we got Tom. Look at it. So cute. And this is not Nintendo related, but I have to talk about it just because it's locally related and I'll probably have no other place to talk about it. Uh, I probably won't have anywhere else to talk about it, but uh, Mitsua is a Japanese grocery store, which I've been to for years. It's a really, it's a really cool place. I got a food court there. Um, I bought a, I, I bought an art book there, a, a Dragon Quest art book in Japanese there. Um, they have, they have a bookstore, they have a DVD store, they have, um, they have a bunch of different stuff. Um, and the DVD store was a place that I've gone to. I bought a bunch of movies there. That's like how I discovered like Pom Poco, which is that amazing uh, Ghibli movie with the uh, Tanukis and the ball sacks that turn into boats and, and planes and stuff like that. It's, it's my favorite Ghibli movie, but, uh. I found I discovered a whole bunch of other movies that I'd never seen before. Like that was where Jess and I found like Tokyo, was it Tokyo Godfathers and um, and just a bunch, yeah, just a bunch of other stuff that was just kind of just kind of buying just a random movie and being like, oh wow, this is awesome. But they would sell like all these anime movies. You could buy a bunch of like Japanese movies, and they were all like, you know, they they had subtitles on them and all that stuff, and you could just and you could just play it. And uh, Jess and I, we just found out that they're closing. They're actually they're this DVD place in Mitsuha is closing. So it's like all must go. They're selling all their DVDs for like, I think we, I think I bought them for fifty for like fifty percent off. So I bought all these DVDs at a, <laughs> at this Japanese place just because I was sad that they were going under. So we just kind of bought we just kind of bought a bunch that we thought uh, looked cool. We got a Josie the Tiger and the Fish, which uh, which we watched last night, which is cool. It's about a about a disabled lady and then another guy. Um, we got a uh, goes goes through the cellist, learns how to play cello from uh, mystical animals that visit him in his house and teach him how to play. That one was cool too. This is I didn't get, I, I didn't get this from Mitsuo, but I did get uh, AW Revolution also <laughs> that I ordered. It's a pay per view pay per view that I went to. But uh, uh, we haven't watched this one yet. But this one looks pretty. Uh, the Velvet Evergarden, another uh, another anime that we got. It's cool. I bought uh, these are these are not in English, but I heard they're incredibly pretty, so I want to watch them anyway. I got a uh, I got turn I got turn a Gundam. I guess is how you pronounce it. Turn a Gundam. I heard it was basically like Ghibli, but Gundam. But yeah, these are only in Japanese. I'm gonna watch them anyway because they look pretty. I got two volumes of them. I also got the Dragon Quest movie just because they had it. I got Dragon Quest Your Story because I wanted a physical copy of it. And I also bought one of the Gundam movies. Uh, I, I couldn't get my translator to uh, decide exactly what the what the uh, Japanese subtitle was on it, but it's one of the Gundam movies. I want to watch it. And we also got a new Gundam. We got the Gundam Hathaway also, which this is one of the newer ones. And we got we got all of these for like fifty dollars. And there's like eight DVDs in here, so it's a pretty damn good deal. Because so that last one has Anne Hathaway in it. No, <laughs> it's just it's just called Hathaway. But yeah, and also also before I forget. I got I got a gift from John in the mail as well. Got some NES coasters from John in the mail also. Oh, you got them too? Yeah, you got them thanks, too. John. No problem. Yeah, what's Christmas. kind of funny is Yeah, I got a random Shana thing. I was literally saying the night before like we need to get more coasters and then this showed up in the mail the next day. I heard. <laughs> yeah, I just got a random uh, thing from Amazon. I'm like, I didn't order anything. And I was How like, do they feel? Are they like cardboard or You know, I haven't I haven't, cork, I, think. I haven't tried them yet. Have you tried them yet, Jeremy? No, they're still sealed. Uh, but I looked at them. I think they look really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't sure if we were going to use them for coasters or not, if we were just going to like stick them on the wall or something. But, but yeah, there's um, they got Mario. There's Mario 2, Metroid, Legend of Zelda, Excite Bike, Donkey Kong, Duck Hunt, 
Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 3. So we have the three Mario Brothers in there. But yeah, they're, they're cool. They look, you know, they look like cartridges. They're kind of tiny. I figure it's about time we'll take a break. But why don't we play one more, one more uh, message from a, from a fan. Actually, I've actually never met this person in real life or talked to them aside from like messages through Patreon and stuff like that. It's one of our patrons who's been there, has been there, been there for a while. And, uh, he was one, when I, when I put up, uh, when uh, he was one of the first ones actually to send us a message when I first mentioned the, uh, the 300 episode 300 and all that. So let's take a listen. Hey fellas, this is Eric Bernanis. Well, I guess I'll just say that driving a semi 10 hours a day, you guys do a swell job keeping me entertained and you got a lot of great in-depth analysis of pretty much all the games I care to discuss. Uh, although you didn't think I came here just to gush about you, did you? All right. So Trey goes a little cuckoo for the JRPGs. Jeremy bellows into the mic sometimes and John's just too tall. There, I said it. Ha. Nothing but love, dudes. I was just kidding. The show's great. Keep going exactly how you're going. And huzzah, I really do dig y'all's conversations. Eric B. out. <laughs> thank, thank you, Eric. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, no, it was a, he was like, oh, no, are you going to make fun of us? I mean, you can. It's fine. Those are accurate critiques. Yeah. <laughs> John, you're way too tall. Yeah, I did. Yeah, sorry, I'll work on that. I do have too much of a love for the Japanese RPGs, and I don't have enough time to play all of them, but I do enjoy, I enjoy trying to, at least, because they're, they're a lot of fun, and they have, most of the time, have excellent soundtracks and, and all that stuff. And it's my, you know, it's my, it's my thing. It's my thing that I go for. But I think, uh, I think we should take a, why don't we take a quick break here, and then we'll come back to talk to you some more about stuff. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah!
Patreon.com slash Podcast. Game over. So yeah, we're back here, and it looks like looks like we're moving on the stream. Hopefully, <laughs> like I said, thanks everybody who's watching still, who's still here. But what else did I did I? Ha- I mean, I, I have a bunch of stuff in here, but I don't need to have it say all of it because I know we got we got a lot of stuff to go through, and mostly I wanted to talk about Clockwork Aquario and Paper Mario and all that stuff. But I do have, you know, I do actually have. Um, I guess since we took a break, we could do it back from the break. I do have a package here. For us, I have a three hundred package, uh, three hundred mm. episode package, which I have not opened yet. I'm excited to hear about what this is. Me too. So should we should we pay should we play the um should should we play the uh, audio message from the person who sent it first before we yeah, open that the package? Good. All right. So this is from uh, our friend uh, friend of the show and listener uh, David Hutchison. Hutch here. So Nintendo Main reaches its 300th episode, and I know what you're thinking. Three guys who sometimes bicker, cut each other off, and I'm not going to lie, I've always got to turn the volume up to hear one of them. These guys have 300 episodes under their belt, and now, I have to say, congratulations! You are THE podcast, where people have in-depth knowledge of the games, complete the games, and in John's case, log more hours in a game than all the devs combined. When I first got the Switch, I started listening to podcasts, to learn more, and once I found yours, I started from the beginning and quickly caught up to the present when Trey launched the Beat of the Week, which helped me complete more games on any one system, including all nine endings of Hades based on Jeremy's experience. You all were raw and real for the pandemic, choosing not to hide from it, but make it as unwelcome as it was a segment of the show, and I know if someone does the math, most podcasts are an hour long with some of yours breaching three hours, so you could say you have over a thousand hours of content. Just saying, when your pod drops, I'm happy to see something over two hours where a group of friends, knowledgeable in their craft, are real and speak their minds. Again, congrats Nintendo Main on reaching 300, keep up the good work, and game on. Special shout out to Jess as well. All right. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Hutch. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, game on. And I, I, I try very hard to to level everybody's voices out. I'm sorry if you have to turn up the volume. I hope it's, it's got, probably me. I hope, it, I hope it's bellow. <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, I think it was me. I, well, no, John. Actually, you're pretty. You're pretty loud most of the time. It is Jeremy. Oh, I, I have to turn up Jeremy, but I try to amplify Jeremy's. I actually do amplify Jeremy every time. I, every time I record, so. And Jeremy knows because he edited himself in his own podcast. Not I even did. just this one, but the dinosaur one as well. So I've been know. being told my whole life that I don't speak in a very consistent volume. So, I mean, 
it's no stranger stranger to me but maybe i need to take maybe there's like some like volume lessons i can take i don't know that's a thing just just speak up but uh just voice just voice lessons yeah but but yeah <laughs> i also have i also have a package here from from uh from hutch it says happy happy 300th nintendo main um he uh he let me know earlier today he said to to read to read the um cuz there's there's a there's a letter or there's a note on the front here he said to read that before I open the package, so that's what I'm going to do. You got this package, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I've been, well, yeah, like a week or two, something like that. Uh, maybe like a week, I don't know. I've been holding on to it because I wanted to, because, I don't know, in case we didn't, it was in case nobody sent us anything for the for the podcast, I would I would open this <laughs> Always also. Always prepared. But now we, but, you know, now we ended up with a lot more stuff than I thought, so that's good. You know, I didn't want to. It, it, it's always good to have, you know, I always want to have extra stuff to talk about in case we, you know, I don't want it to be just us being like, well, you know, what are we doing now? All right. So we got a little note in here. It says, I know it's not much and mostly will only matter to Trey, but even though, oh, wait, okay. I'm going to not read the rest of this. I'm going to see what's in here. I actually had an idea about what this might be. And I think this might be it. So. I'm not going to say. I'll just tell you if it's what I thought it was when I see it or not. I brought a knife in here specifically for this so I can knife it apart. She's got a special knife out. That light was going to come on your face like in Pulp Fiction. Now, this is different, actually, than I thought it was. But this is cool, too. All right. So, can you see it? Whoa! It's the uh, Xeno... It says Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Works Set Ensemble. So, I don't even know what's in here. I thought I thought maybe he had gotten me the... Uh, the the thing for the for Shin Megami Tensei was had an idea, but Xenoblade Chronicles, fuck yeah, that that was like my favorite game of. I don't know if you can even see it, but it looks it's like a, it's like an art book in here. Cool. That's definitely right up your alley. I love I love Xenoblade Chronicles. I think it's the best Xenoblade game that I've played out of all of them. And I still need to. That's a really nice gift. I still need to finish two, and we didn't even talk about our stats yet from Nintendo. But funny, funny thing, Xenoblade Chronicles Two is actually my second most played game of 2021. Really? Yeah. You must have been playing it early, early on. Yeah, because well, well, also you know, Hutch was Hutch was talking about how much he liked that game, and you know, I got I got Xenoblade Chronicles Two when it came out, and. You know, I kind of had a hard time getting a grasp on the battle system, and I got stuck pretty early and bounced off of it. But then I, you know, but then I got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition later, and I loved that game and played the shit out of it. Put like put like a good 150 plus hours in there into that game. Even tried to complete all of the mini quests as well, the sub quests and all that shit. So, uh, so yeah, I, I I was I like you know I was like I love Xenoblade. I got to play this other one. So then it, then like right after that one, because Xenoblade Chronicles was like my number one game next to Animal Crossing for for 2020 
And I kind of just was in the Xenoblade love, and I just tried to tried to jump straight into Xenoblade Chronicles two from that. And it took me a while to figure to remember how to play it, but I figured out enough where I got where I got to it. And that's and that's it. I guess it's just the um, the book. The book is awesome. I wonder if you. Yeah. I wonder if it's like to store your game as well. I think that I. I wonder if this. Uh, this probably he got. Uh, I think he got the game, or he got the deluxe edition of it, and he sent me that part, which I already have the game. I don't need. I don't need a physical copy of the game. Right. But yeah, thank you so much. That's awesome. Did I lose the note already? Okay. Oh well, you stopped reading it, so I thought maybe that was just the end of it. No, I stopped reading it because it was kind of like spoiling what the what the gift was. Oh okay. Okay, so he says. This probably mostly will only matter to Trey, but even though you have the digital, you are the person who should have this. Here's the 300 more Nintendo main. So I I stopped reading it because I realized that it was kind of giving away the the gift, and I wanted to see what was on there. But but no, that's awesome. Like this, yeah, this is badass. Like I I will definitely I will definitely look through this book for sure. Oh yeah. No, it's super cool. It's gonna go. It's gonna go right next to my Dragon Quest art book that I have. So now, now I have two video game art books. Very cool. You just doubled your collection. And uh, I can send it to you guys too if you want to see it. We can we can share it different times. Or I'll check it out or whenever I whenever I see you again. Of course, we'll we'll all look at it. Yeah. And all that stuff. But let's 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 talk about our game stats. You guys, uh, Nintendo Nintendo sent out their um sent out their email like where you can uh, you can click and it'll show you what you what you've done and all that for the for the Switch. Um, I, I sent mine through Slack. I don't. I don't know if I saw. I don't know if I saw all of your stuff on there or not. I ended up just it. doing it super low tech, and I just took pictures of my TV screen. So I've got. I've got all the info here. I just don't have it. Posted. It was on. It was on your TV. Like you. What do you mean? Like you. Well, you, I took a picture of it on my uh, PC. I swear. Oh okay. I was like, "What's it doing on your TV?" Because <laughs> I just opened it through my phone and I just did like screen grabs off of it. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I wasn't logged in on my phone, and then it, I couldn't remember the password and blah blah blah. It's like I'm just going to open it on the PC and do it there. It's oh. on the site right now. Oh sure. And, oh yeah. And another thing about the OLED, uh, I was able to carry on to carry over my Japanese count as well from Switch to Switch. I was really cool. I was concerned about that as to whether I'd be able to carry my Japanese account from one Switch to another, and I did. And it's fully intact, and all of the games. And I actually did buy a lot of games in Japan because they came out earlier, mostly Sega Ages stuff, and also like uh, uh, Phoenix Wright, the Phoenix Wright trilogy, and all that stuff. And I was afraid that it might not transfer, but I was able to transfer, yeah, both my fi- both my uh, um, profiles over, no problem. So that was cool. So I got, yeah. So I jumped back on, you know, had to like had to re-download all of the like the Famicom and Super Famicom and all that stuff, but I got them. I got them on there. So here's uh, here's what I got. It said, um, what's it? Uh, um, I guess it starts. It says that I played 120 games this year, down 23 games from last year. I played 143 games last year. What the wow. fuck? I had some work this time, so I did less. So I bought less, I guess. It says that I said that I played for a total of 1,196 hours, which is down because last year I had 1,555 hours. And it says that my number one most played game is Monster Hunter Rise with 94 hours. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at number two with 83 hours. And Animal Crossing New Horizons still in there with 79 hours. So those those are my top three. Uh, I don't actually remember doing this. Maybe I just left the switch on. But it said that my most played game 
was Friday, October 29th, so it wasn't that long ago. And it said that I played nine straight hours of Dusk when it came out. I don't, I, I don't remember doing that, but uh, I might have been, pl- I might have been playing it while I was editing or something. And mm-hmm. I kind of just left it on, and I would pause it and edit, and then like come back to it. And so, like, did I? I was like, because I don't feel like I've played nine straight hours of anything for a while, because I don't have that time. But uh, and it shows you the breakdown by month, and just what I thought was funny, and just well, funny, just because you can tell that. My my playtime is cut completely in half during June and July, and I was like, "Well, what whatever was I doing in June and July? I didn't like leave the country or like work on a movie for six weeks or anything like that." So that's why uh, <laughs> that's why my gameplay time was cut in half. There was for the North of the Tenth stuff, and it says uh, it says that I played nine hundred seventy three hours of the Switch docked, and that I played two hundred twenty two hours not docked. Wow! So that's actually more than I thought. But that's what I got. Well, I got some lower numbers, but some similar stuff to you as well. So I played 65 games this year, which I was surprised to see that it was that many. But uh, apparently last year I played 80 games, so not living up to my my hype. Also, nearly half the hours this year versus last year. So 737 is what I played this year. Last year I played 1,299. So, yeah, really hit it. Wow. A big, there's a big difference there, <laughs> but for my top three, there's the same. They were very similar to yours. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, first place at 85 hours, and then uh, second place was Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Oh, because I actually played hours? all the way through that. Yeah, it's 70. It's oh, 70. Okay. And then uh, third place was Animal Crossing with 68. Last year, my most played game was, believe it or not, Animal Crossing, 527 hours. And then I can tell, I can tell, you know, April, I was playing Monster Hunter. In October, I was playing like Garden Story and Eastward and Super Metroid. I was like, I was just playing a lot of crap in October. So and that's when, uh, well, when did Dread come out? Did that come out in October? October. Yeah, it was, was right. Really? Well, it came out, yeah. Late October. Yeah. So that was actually my, yeah, by, I only did 100, 111 hours was my most game in one month, and that was October. And then the, the day I played, I played 11 hours of Subnautica on June 8th, supposedly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even know, how, I, I don't I, know yeah. how that's possible. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you might have left it on too. You know, like I said, yeah, I, but I mean, you yes. can drown or you're like, you'll get thirsty or you'll like get hungry or like, well, you weren't things that where it won't just like keep counting time, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would have, well, I mean, if you're playing the game, you're not going to be underwater for 11 hours. Like, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta come out and you gotta eat and you gotta, you gotta drink and you gotta, you know, you gotta have all the survival stuff and all that. So you're not just swimming for that much. I know there was a day I played it a lot. That's, that that surprised me, but I know I really did get pulled into that, that current, (laughs) but uh, yeah, my, my, my dock versus undocked is silly i've got 12 hours of handheld versus 725 <laughs> that's like that's like uh, just just put, put put her up just put hers up on our community page on uh facebook mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same thing it's like 434 hours handheld and nine hours on the tv and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like did we even have nine hours on the tv i thought it was like two hours maybe or like i don't know I was like, I didn't remember being on the TV for that long, but yeah, because just plays are like primarily handheld. There you go. Well, mine, I had 74 games played more than last year, which was 58. So I'm doing better. 726 hours total last year. I played for 1,206 hours. So yeah, I almost, yeah not We're quite really close, half. John. You, you, yeah. went up, you went up from last year? 
No, I'm down from last year. Oh, okay. You were at 1,200 last year and 700 this year? Last year. Yeah, so down 500 hours. Okay. And so anyone want to guess what my most played game is this year? Hitman 3. Hitman 3 with 308 hours. There you wow. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Next a is Mario Maker. I was going to say that's like those three games. My top 3 combined is like one is like Hitman 3 for you. Mm-hmm. It's one, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that game had my attention like nothing else this year. Um Mario Maker 2 came in at 184 hours, not bad for a 2-year-old game, huh? Yeah, right. And well, then, you got a thousand plus hours on that game. I don't know how you do it, but yeah. Dedication, <laughs> hard work, persistence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and three is a surprise to me. Uh, it was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 with 33 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, whatever happened to that game? You, you guys all kind of fizzled out on it. Like, did you just get to a part where where you couldn't get past it and just got frustrated and distracted? I finished I think- story mode in the first one on... And then I just like when you didn't bother with two. I didn't play much of two, yeah. Yeah, because I remember you were both. Definitely go back to it. It's just you know other things came in mm-hmm. and, uh, that distracted me. You both were really hot on it, and then it just kind of like you just yeah just stopped talking about it. Just bailed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. My most played month was February with 148 140 hours. And I, I don't remember what was going on in February that I oh I mean I pretty much all that. I mean that was that was Hitman. I mean that I'll say that was Hitman because it came out. It was very early in the year. Like I remember, it was very very. Right, early. It was like the first week or something. Yeah. So, but it was uh, 118 hours in January, and that's all Hitman as well. And my most active day is Friday, February 12th, with 13 hours of Hitman. Hit, Hitman three. Of yeah. <laughs> Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. I think we know. Yeah, I think we know which which one that is. Six hundred and forty-seven hours docked versus seventy-nine hours on the go, which I played a lot more on on the go than I thought I did. I guess you were actually well. I guess you weren't traveling that many hours, but you had you did definitely had to do some traveling this year. Yeah, I did some traveling, so that was that was it. Um, yeah, that's about all. I mean, you moved. You moved from uh, one spot. I mean, you moved across the country, so you did. I moved, and I do still play sometimes just with the Try One. I'll be laying in bed and put it on there. I'm wondering, well, I haven't tried the OLED with the Try One, but it is a lot heavier. And the Try One, I don't know. I don't know if the Try One can hold it or not. Well, we'd have to, I, I don't want to, I don't really want to try it because I don't want it to hurt the system or drop it or whatever, but I'll have to. It holds my iPad, which I'm pretty sure that my iPad would be heavier than the OLED. I don't know, man. It's pretty heavy. It's it's heavier than my than my tablet, I think. I don't know. I haven't like. I think it's heavier than my tablet that I have, but it's my tablet's probably smaller than your than your iPad. Is there anything you want to talk about, uh, game wise, John or Jeremy, before we head on to the Nindy stuff? I, I had a couple things, but not a whole lot that we haven't covered already. Uh, I wanted to say I finished Inside. Oh, you, uh, I you finished beat that it. pretty quick after yeah the the episode last week. Um, I think the next day I like threw it on while I was eating lunch, and I was like at the very end of the game. And that game is, I mean, it was weird. It goes I places. Expected, I expected the ending to be weird, but the ending was just really, yeah. It was really, I guess the interaction with the NPCs at the end is what really kind of like stuck with me. They want you to get the hell out of there. Like they're helping you get out pretty much without spoiling anything. But you uh, gotta run. That, part, that part was interesting. 
Yeah, I thought it was one of the most uh, memorable and shocking endings that I've experienced in a long time. I kind of knew it, it must have been the ending because of how bizarre it got. And it's like, well, I don't see it going back from this. So this must Right. How's it going to top this? Yeah. So it even had like a, there was even a moment where it kind of just sits for a little while and you're like, uh, you just got to wait for things to happen sometimes towards the end. And they really kind of draw it out. But I think that adds to the atmosphere of the game and the, and kind of the isolation. So yeah, inside was really good. Um, you know, I bought it on sale. I think it paid three or four dollars. I didn't pay very much for it, so it was worth every penny. Um, and I'll probably play through it again sometime just to see how long. I don't know. It's just a nice little experience. It's like watching a a weird like watching a horror movie. movie or something. Yeah, yeah like an it's indie very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Like it's the kind of movie I was watching my brother-in-law play it, having just as much fun as when I was playing it because it's so beautiful to look at. Cinematic. Right yeah. in. Yep. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, which, well, no, I'll, I'll wait to get into it until we talk about. It. Oh yeah, because it, it's something that came out today, so I'll, I'll wait for that. So yeah, other than that, uh, Animal Crossing, a little bit, but the big thing I think this week was Tetris ninety nine and and Mario Paper Mario. Cool. And also uh, the gift from John. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Is there anything you wanted to say before we move on to to the indie world? Yeah, so I bought these for my nephew. It's my nephew's birthday this week, and he's having uh, the Legend of Zelda themed party. Oh, did did you uh, did you like those ideas? Those were pretty much all Jess's ideas. I kind of just like gave her the phone, and she just went just went wild on the on the Legend of Zelda themed. I was like, Trey's got for really the... good ideas now, and I understand. Yeah, no, I it just, well, Jess was like, <laughs> she she was trying to explain stuff to me, and I was like. I was like, can I just give you the phone and have you do it? Because I'm not going to be able to like explain it as well as when as well as you do. So just here, just have at it. I'm like, here, just take my phone and just tell John whatever you you know whatever you want in there. Yeah, I passed on a bunch of the ideas. Thank you, Jess. Appreciate that. Um, I passed on a bunch of the ideas. I, I haven't heard back what was the final selection for the plan of what we're going to do, but um, I will report back about the party. And this is what I got for him. I got. These two books, uh, the Super Mario Little Golden Book, which is just, you know, simple stuff like this is Mario. He likes to jump and all that kind of thing. Uh, it's a nice little book with good illustrations. And, you know, it's charming for even just if you, if you want to buy it for a kid or just have it for yourself. I think I wouldn't mind having one of these myself. It's a cute little book. And then this one is really cool. This is The Legend of Zelda. Link's Book of Adventure. Hmm. It's a nice hardcover book. It's got games, puzzles, and more, says the cover. And there's a good variety of activities. This is the kind of book that a kid would write in and scribble on. Crossword puzzles, that kind of stuff. Uh, connect the dots. But the cool thing about it is that it goes through the different eras of Zelda. So it starts with Breath of the Wild, which is the one that young kids would be most familiar with. And then as they go on, it goes backwards through the chronology to the last one is uh, Ocarina of Time. I mean, mean, that's cool for a parent who wants to introduce their kids to the other games in the Zelda series. It's an interesting, good way to to do that. Start with what they're familiar with and then show them a little bit about the other games. And this is a 
highly recommended one for me. I think this is a great quality book. Nice. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, your coaster gifts are actually just part of your gift. Oh. So Do I also get uh, Nintendo-themed drinks to place on them? <laughs> you are getting whiskey glasses oh. with an NES controller on them. Oh, nice. And on the back, it's a custom design that in 8-bit letters is going to say Nintendo main. Oh, oh, engraved Whoa. even. And, oh, yep. Excellent. Cool. I, so that's going to come after the new year. Okay, that's um, fine. Yeah, just just let me know like if I should be looking for it or whatever. Because, you know, sometimes... Yep. I mean, most of the time they... I don't know. Like, they, you know, if they put it out front, there's a good chance it might get taken or something. Most of the time they put it in the back, but you never know, like on that type of thing. So just give me a heads up when it when it says it's going to... It's heading that way. Sure, yeah. So that's a... Uh, thing that I got on Etsy, so I was talking with the seller today, and she was saying, that's going to be latest February 2nd. Oh, yeah, you gotta give people time when you're going through Etsy, because... Well, they, I mean, yeah, they're, they I mean, they actually make the yeah, stuff, but they have to, independently like, deal owned. with all the... Yeah. Depending yeah, on where shipping from, things change, yeah. yeah. I ordered something from Etsy, like, three or four months ago, but, well, it's based out of Thailand, so, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the person we usually, or DHLs who we usually ship through, but they just pulled all support in Thailand, so now we've got to find a different company, and blah, blah, just like, these are all the kind of, like, logistics you don't really think about when you order something, but yeah, yeah, it'll be a nice little surprise when it does show up, and then just don't forget take about shots it. Shots on the show with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, got one yeah. for myself. So nice. That's the idea. Oh, cool. Well, well we drink on the show. We uh, and it's part, partly to celebrate 300 as well. So congratulations to us on 300. Nice. I was gonna say it's as maybe people know. You know, we do love we do love whiskey a lot over here. Justin and I do. This is another thing that I bought from Mitsua. Some Japanese whiskey. I bought some EY nice. EY whiskey from there. Uh, it was at IWAI, so it's pronounced EY. Bought some Japanese whiskey there for thirty dollars, which was fine. I was like, I, let's just buy some whiskey here, then we don't have to go elsewhere. And plus, EY whiskey's good, so we picked that up as well. And that's what I'm drinking right here. But I can drink it in the Nintendo main glass at some point, and it'll be fun. Yeah, stop drinking whiskey until then. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink that much. You know, I'll drink. Uh, I'll drink like way too much and then I won't want to, I only drink, I mean, I only drink like maybe once a week now. I've really, really toned down, which is good. That's another reason why the Nintendo main podcast has been good for me is it's actually given me a sort of a sense of purpose aside from, you know, it's given me a sense of purpose. Actually, I wrote about that in the, whenever that podcast book comes out that I wrote a chapter of, I was talking about how podcasting made me feel like I had a sense of purpose and that I didn't necessarily feel like I had one before. And it makes me feel like. I have stuff to do other than just like, you know, sit around and do whatever. Like I have goals and stuff and I would rather, instead of like getting drunk all the time, I'd rather play games and record myself playing games or stream or like do, you know, to give me stuff to talk about on the show and stuff like that. It's kind of like made me fall in love with, <laughs> with playing games again because of wanting to talk about it as well on the show and wanting to cover and wanting to be able to cover things. You know, I always hate it. I always hate it when other podcasts like don't, well, you can tell they don't really know what the game is or they don't really, they never really tried it. So I always wanted to try to be that podcast. I wanted to be the one that actually played the games and actually 
stuck with the games longer to see what they're about instead of just being like, oh, this is that, or this is what it said, and now we're just going to move on. You know, I always wanted to, to kind of cover it more, that type of thing. So, yeah. So I don't drink as much, except for when we're doing this podcast. I drink a little bit, but not a, not too much. Like like a shot a week on this. I think I've said something to a similar effect on the show before, but having something to do every single week and there's a schedule and you know we we got to do it um it gives you it does give you a sense of purpose that uh you know and 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 coming together with with friends and and talking and you know having that expectation like like for me you know, i do the outlines and stuff and i really enjoy it and it gives me something to do every week i know that you guys are waiting on the outlines and and you appreciate it when I send it out and it does give you it, it you're right you know this this podcast it helps me in that way as well to have a sense of of purpose community and um you know building our, our friendship it's been great for that so yeah and you it's a that's what I tell people like if you have a friend like a really good friend that lives like far away and you don't talk enough to start a podcast with them. You'll, you'll talk, you'll get to talk more, you know, it's a great way to stay in touch with people that, you know, aside from the podcasting, whatever, it gives you an excuse to talk to each other every week. So you don't, right. drift, you don't drift apart and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is quite great. Cool. Between that, between that and the Slack where we're all like kind of updating to, like, I feel like I've ever been more plugged into the pulse. Of I like, I like, I like Slack a lot. There's sometimes where Maybe I'm like, too. where I put stuff on there and I'm like, why am I getting no responses? Where are you? What are you doing? You should be reading my slacks right. at all time. And I know you're doing other stuff, but I like, read them. I don't always respond. I'm like, I said some funny stuff. Come on. No, no, it's no, it's fine. But I do I do enjoy Slack. Slack is fun. It's it's a it's much like better. A lot better. It's better than texting or trying to like email or whatever. It's a much way better mm-hmm. way to like it's it's almost kinda like Discord sort of, you know, like it right. only with us, you know. Organize your conversation. And I prefer it vastly to posting, say on like Facebook or Twitter. I would Twitter I don't use at all. But um, I just like having a closed little community rather than saying something to everybody all the time. I don't want to talk to everybody that I know all the time. Sure. No, I hear you. Yeah, so That's I, why I don't I like Facebook. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's parts of Facebook that I like. Like I said, I like that RPG group that I'm in, but I don't really know any of them in real life. That's probably why I like it. That's why I like Twitter so much. You can follow people that you wish were your friends, even though you don't actually know them. Or, or in this case, in our case, there are a lot that we do know. But speaking, yeah. but speaking of friends of ours, we should play another. We should play another thing. I don't want to be like the game awards where like we run out of time and we have to run through like six awards in the last two minutes, like they did in that, which they did at the end. That was so stupid. They're like, oh yeah, and by the way, here's seven awards. I'm like, what the fuck are you even doing? Like, I, why even bother with the awards? Just call it, call it a commercial show or something. You know, like two hours of whatever. But this is one, actually, I'm very excited to hear this one. This is a big one for us. Uh, you know, two of our favorites, uh, Janet and Edwin, sent us a message. So I haven't heard from them in a while, but I follow them like crazy. Yeah, you know, Janet, they're doing great stuff. They're living in L.A. Edwin's like writing mm-hmm. uh, sports stuff and all that. And I read all the stuff they put up. I think they're great. I've really enjoyed it. So here they are. Nintendo Main, happy episode 300. What a feat. Uh, I'm Jan Garcia here speaking, hanging out with my brother. Ecreates88, how's it going, Nintendo Main? 
What's up, y'all? Um, for those who maybe don't know me, uh, again, I'm Janet Garcia, aka Game Onesis. Um, I think I first met everyone from Nintendo Main, I think through the NVC Facebook group, I feel like. I think, Edwin, that might be how you met them as well. Like, yeah, yeah, of- I met them through the Facebook group, just kind of interacting there with all the people. Um, yeah, and then saw that they were also in our area, which is cool because we're, we were in Chicago at the time. And, you know, the, the scene's cool there. It, it's mighty, but it's small. So it's always uh, nice to see a, a friendly face on the internet uh, from Chicago when we're at, we're in Chicago. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, they were kind enough to invite me onto the show. Um, I'm not sure when my first episode was. I've, I've been on a few times, um, a few times when I first started freelancing and then uh, post getting a job at IGN where I was associate guides editor. And then after IGN, I was also on there uh, once as well. So I feel like I really... A lot of my career has changed and evolved over the years, but I feel like one of the constants has been Nintendo Main, which has been so fun because I always have such a good time podcasting with everyone and the episodes are always insanely long, but just (laughs) such a blast to get through and talk about everything. Uh, I know it's cliche, but it really does feel like you're hanging out with a group of friends talking and I love how casual and and fun and colloquial and um, different Nintendo main is. And it's always a treat when I can just dig in to those uh, episodes that y'all drop. So yeah, that's kind of been my background with them as my career has kind of grown. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Edwin? When was your first time on there? Oh, I've, I've been on there a couple of times. I think I think it's been like two or three times. Um, one time it was talking about video game music and I, I was dropping uh, my 9 for 9 EP and I think I, I played like the Zelda Overworld um, theme and that was a track that was used. Another time was, um, you know, a couple years after that, I believe, uh, we were talking about the indie games and just kind of working through it. Um, that's a time when I was kind of like, hey, like, I wonder how it would be to make some game content, right? And I've done game content with Janet and never really done it on my own. I've always been curious how that would look like, but never really have, um, you know, put both feet like towards that or, or kind of did it in any kind of significant way. But I love talking with people on the Nintendo main and, and working through that um, on their Facebook group and on NBC's Facebook group. And it's always been a joy listening to the podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts out there. You know, I mentioned them, you know, not in an insulting way, but just they remind me of like a really good local bar band where like they're not famous they're not known. But you know what? You go in there. The beer's cold, the vibe's nice, and you're like, hey, that guy playing guitar there, he's pretty good, he's pretty good, and you're having a good time, you're like, yeah, I'll definitely go back there, because, you know, they're playing some good tunes, and that's how I feel about Nintendo, man, it's a really, really great Nintendo podcast, it does have a different angle, Some they'll call out Nintendo when they feel like it, they'll call out a game when they feel like it, they're not worried about, you know, um, getting some kind of negative feedback or anything of that nature, they're just telling you how they feel, what their experience is like, uh, in, uh, in the world of Nintendo and also in their own lives. And I love hearing about their lives and what's going on with them, too. It makes that gives it that personal touch and makes the podcast feel that much more special. I think, too, like, you know, speaking of like the, the local bar band vibe, um, you know, y'all are just out here doing it for fun, doing it for the culture. But the commitment to continuing the show and also the, the scale at which you do the show has always really impressed me. Um, to this day, I think it is the most thorough run of show document I've ever gotten in my career as the, the docs have gotten doing a Nintendo main. Um, it's just always so like fleshed out, but also like down to pivot when needed. Like I remember being on the episode and we got through like one third of the show because like we were just talking and hanging out and like y'all went with it. Um, I also love seeing um, the ways that the show has um highlight different like indie developers and things like that so really going above and beyond and making the content different and fresh so congrats on episode 300 not an easy feat by any means and uh here's to 300 more episodes absolutely congratulations awesome 
Thank you. So that much. was uh, yes, that was awesome. That, I that love was, the, the local bar analogy. Oh yeah, no, that's. I'm, I'm I mean, that's. That. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of totally me. Like I'm the one. That's why why a lot of times I want to talk about the more indie stuff and not the big stuff. And and you guys know, like some of my favorite movies are like the in or like the indie movies or like the ones that don't have much that much of a budget but have more heart and love and all that. And that that really that yeah that that's that hits me right on right in the. Right there, right, in the, right, right in the heart, you know, because yeah, oh, that's because yeah. I love that stuff. I think it's much more, you know. I mean, I, I got before COVID, I kind of got to the point where I told myself, I was like, you know what, I'm only, I'm just going to go to shows when it's like just friends of mine's bands or whatever. I'm just going to go do just like local stuff like that, and that was a lot more fun than going to the big stuff because I actually knew the people that were there, and I could actually go out and support like what people were doing and try to like, I don't know, be more part of the scene and and all that sort of thing and. Yeah, I dig that. I totally. I think that's great. Yeah, we're like the we're like the local we're the local band. We're like we're like the Nihilate of, of podcasts, right? That's like a. Hey, I'll like, take it. I feel very. That's like, like a super. Well, I mean, Nihilate's like an incredible band that Sh- they didn't that, say that, like never. Rock, but I'm, they never I'm really left rock. Illinois, you know. Uh, so, what'd you say, Jeremy? <laughs> so they they didn't come out and say punk rock, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it was implied. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're, let's say we're we're like like the Nihilate of podcasts, right? They, their band had been around forever, and they didn't really care that much aside from uh, touring through Illinois. You know, they didn't really want like the big stuff. They, they were just awesome and really good, but they just stuck in the neighborhood. You know, that type of thing. Not that I, it, I mean, I wouldn't mind us getting like more viewership True or artists. whatever, but, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to like. I don't want to be like you know. I'm fine. I find it not not being the regular thing. You know, especially now that I have jobs elsewhere and all that stuff, but. I will say seeing the Garcias, like their trajectory has been an exciting part of this podcast because yeah, we were talking to them a little bit on NBC before, but like having more of a personal connection now with being on the podcast and stuff and having gotten to meet both of them, like briefly, um, it's just cool to have seen like, these are people where you're like, yes, good things are happening to good people that deserve it. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel that way. And it's, it's, it's been a very warm, fuzzy feeling just to, to just to see it from a distance. And and I I think it's I mean I think it's really cool for me it's cool to see like all the stuff that that uh, Janet's doing as well on there like like almost every time she tweets something like Greg oh, Miller they work their asses like off like too, Greg man. Miller comments <laughs> on it because she's like in, in with kind of funny games and all that stuff I think that's yeah that's crazy like uh, Greg Miller's like you know he's been around forever and like he's totally pushing her and all that and yeah mm-hmm. and I was like that's cool yeah she's doing like kind of funny stuff and she's also doing uh, min max and. And and not to mention like they're the street like she does the streams like with a lot of people on there through uh through like Twitch and all that stuff and like I said it's that's kind of what I wanted to do with this episode is just you know the people that we love that we follow on the internet uh just you know have them have them send us something and we'll promote promote their show and them as well like through the whole thing and just kind of like a part of just where the podcast has gone and all these cool people that we met and all the people that. These are the people that keep me going, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't do any of this stuff if I didn't see my friends doing like amazing things in the internet and all that. And that's what, that's what keeps me going through it. So oh, that would be even more. So yeah. Much. It'd be so discouraging if everybody just started dropping it, you know, like, well, maybe I don't want to keep going then because yeah. everybody else gave up. No, that's great seeing people like, yeah, Janet's, a, she's, she hustles like. Yeah. It's an inspiration. Back, way back. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's putting in the work. I mean, she. She got to where she is because she worked her ass off. Oh yeah, yeah, no, totally. And that's very obvious. Yeah, and she does uh, great things. John, you do have really good notes. I did like that. Yeah, she your notes. <laughs> yes, I very, appreciate that. Very detailed notes. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the notes really, really helped a lot. I think it. I think it really helped direct the 
the show and all that stuff. We can still have a bit of a meandering feel, but there's there are there is a skeleton to it. Right. So I was make I like I like structure because it allows the freedom to meander. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. if you were just if you were just me meandering, I'm talking about not just this podcast, but anything life in general. If you're just meandering, it's 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 nonsense, right? But you you think you plan ahead, you structure it out a little bit, and and it helps things go a long way. Yeah, the outline helps so much for me. It's like the same of you know, it's like when you're trying to write something and you keep like writing, you know, like you write things down at one point and then you put it all together later. That's the same thing I do for the show. Whenever I think of anything, I'll if that if the outline's not there yet, I'll just put it on my phone and then I'll like copy and paste it later. But I do that like all week whenever I'm trying to like, well, I want to, I'm like, I want to talk about this game. I want to say this thing. Or then I'll be playing another game. I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember this other thing about this. And I'll like write it down and try to, it helps me because a lot of times I get distracted and forget about things. So I want to try to make sure every, I put everything on there that I want to say. Otherwise when I'm editing it later, I'll be like, oh fuck, I never got to talk about this thing that I want to talk about, about this thing or whatever, you know? So it helps me stay in line. But speaking of, of stay in line, why don't we talk about Indie World here? And we'll kind of, we have like, um, I mean, we still have, we're still like only halfway through the, the thing. So we'll do like, why don't we do like a game and then a, and then an audio thing and a game and an audio thing or whatever. Um, sure. Indie World happened today, of course, because, you know, sometimes events fall in line with, our, with, with, with Nintendo in our show. And uh, actually, uh, Eddie V, you know, who was on the chat, who was, uh, who was talking, who, you know, had sent us audio thing and all that. He commented on one of my tweets when I was talking, because I mentioned about how Nintendo was a no-show. Pretty much. I mean, they yeah, they were a no-show. I mean, Doug Bowser was there to accept the award for Metroid Dread, but that was about it. But uh, they didn't really do anything for the v- for the video game awards. And Eddie was like, well, does that mean there's a Direct coming soon? And then, yeah, right next week, Nintendo, Nindy's Direct, like right out of nowhere, boom. So yeah, they did have some stuff that they wanted to announce outside of this, so... And right off the top, right off the top of the of the Nindy, Nindy Showcase here is... Sea of Stars, which is a game that I kickstarted. And Except, it made, yep. And it, it You're made, on a tombstone, aren't you? I am on a tombstone. Yeah, I did. Fin- I finished that. I filled it out. You actually. So sorry to hear that. You actually can't put that much on the tombstone. So all it says is here lies Nintendo main. Like you can't actually put in description or anything. You can just put your name on there. So it says there's a there's a tombstone in the graveyard that says Nintendo main. So that's what. That's so what we I have did. A, the podcast is a destination of holiday of twenty twenty. Yeah, no, no. no I, I just realized <laughs> that they allowed you to write Nintendo or some variation of Nintendo. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. They 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 said it was fine. You had to do it by the end of uh, November, and I sent it to them, and they didn't say no to it or anything. Thanks. I mean, I paid them money. No, I yeah, I think I think I paid like thirty bucks or something. I did whatever the one was that came with the soundtrack because it, anybody who listens to the show knows that I absolutely love video game music. So. Any way that I can get the soundtrack of any game, I'm I'm all I'm all for that because, yeah, I love the soundtracks. But Sea of Stars doesn't it look fucking great? Like it does. What you it was amazing. It. I was really glad to to see that um, not only in the indie direct but first thing. Like it was totally featured. I think that speaks to the level of confidence that Nintendo has in in that team and how much the people at Nintendo must have loved the messenger. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, the messenger was excellent, and it, well, I think the messenger was on a was on a direct as well. I think I felt like they pushed that game it was. as they should have because it was really good. You know, well, we talked. I mean, the messenger was our game of the year one year, so I mean, 
we've talked a lot about the messenger and they've even like retweeted us and all that. Like the company has actually spoken, you know, somewhat through Twitter to us and all that stuff. But I was just thinking about it. I was like, I remember when this game was announced, like it was either announced at the end of 2019 or the very beginning of 2020 of 2020. Beginning I, of 2020. It was 2020. Right. And cause I, cause it said yep. 2022 and I'm like, Oh my God, that's so long. That's so far away. Like, and now it's almost 2022. And but but mm-hmm. in the in the Nindy, it's like holiday 2022. So they're pushing it all the way to the end of the year. I'm like, oh god, I was hoping they were going to say like February or something because I really want to play it because I think it looks beautiful. But yeah, it looks really really good. It obviously has the Chrono Trigger vibe there with the overworld, you know, and um, also has the soundtrack or has some somebody mm-hmm. who. Uh, Worked on who did uh, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and Xenoblade Chronicles Two as well on there doing doing songs. So that's really cool. And the characters look great. Let me get this game. The sprite art looks amazing. It takes place within the Messenger world. I guess it's a prequel to the Messenger. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested on how that's going to work because I think the art style looks very much different from the Messenger. But that's fine. You can still write it in there. But yeah, no, it's it's gonna be great. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get it because I already paid for it because I kickstarted it, so I get it, so I get it when it comes out. But but yeah, no, uh, it's I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to hear more stuff about it. It's really cool. I feel like they're doing really great stuff, and like I said, I, I think the art the the art style looks amazing. So so there you go. I just love seeing the yeah the trailers of it are enough to make me happy at the moment. Now waiting until the end of 2022 does seem crazy, but you're right. Time goes by pretty fast nowadays. Yeah, it was like I was like, oh, I can't believe it. I was like, all right, already, we're almost there. Maybe it'll squeeze in just time to get on next year's list. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do one more, and then and then and then we'll play a, another audio thing. Just because I don't have that much to say about this one, uh, Alicia, the Oblivion of the Twin Goddesses. What do you, what do you think about that? I, th- I actually I thought it looked cool, like as like a three D uh, whatever Zelda ish looking game. I guess one thing I thought was cool is. Like, there's two different characters together, right? It's like Ali and, and mm-hmm. Aisha or something. And it kind of yeah. reminded me It reminded me of uh, Steven Universe. If you watch that show, you should watch it. It's incredible. One of the best cartoons I've seen. Uh, but they do, they like, you know, the characters combine into one. There's a lot of that where they where they become one. Like, there's a, was it St- Stevani? Like, him and uh, him and his girlfriend become one thing. And they, it's always, like, combinations of their names. And they become, like, this big, giant, like, godlike creature and all that stuff. And it's really cool. And it, it reminded me of that. I was like, and I, and I, right when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like Steven Universe, kind of. Where they would come, because all the different characters would combine in different ways and create different characters. And it was really cool. So that's what I thought of when I saw it. Did you have any other thoughts on it? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, the, the name was kind of like, the double I in it, I was just like, was this ma- originally made for the Wii? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alicia, you don't see a lot of double eyes in games nowadays. The A's look really weird; like they look, they look almost mm-hmm. like O's. So, but it says it says puzzle game cooperation. You know, safely navigate. Right, so it could be two stuff. player. Right. I don't know. It's yeah. It says cooperation, so maybe yeah, maybe you can control the two characters. I don't know. I, I thought that maybe they would combine into one, and that's why the two names are there. That's what I gathered from it. They didn't, you know, they didn't show a whole lot of it. And it's going to be it, it's spring 2022, so there's still a lot of time on this one. But let's play another let's play another audio thing. We have uh this one is from my wife. She sent she sent us two actually. The second one is anyway. She uh I set it up, she recorded it in here. I made sure and put my headphones on so I wouldn't hear it and uh here <laughs> we go. 
Hi, this is Jess. I am a sometimes participant in this podcast and Trey's wife and friends with John and Jeremy. And I just wanted to say that every time you all ask me to be on the podcast, I get so excited because I love talking about Nintendo and Nintendo games. And I kind of play, I feel like some different games than Trey. Sometimes I get really into the Yoshis and the Animal Crossings of the world. So I, I really appreciate it when you ask for my opinion. And I love your show, especially during the pandemic. I mean, I've been listening, obvi, the whole time, but during the pandemic, it was like a super bright spot in my life. And I know it was a bright spot in other people's lives too. And I'm just so proud of you all for making it to 300 episodes. When Trey told me he wanted to do a podcast, I was like, okay, cool. Don't really know anything about podcasting, but thankfully he figured it out and he asked Jeremy to be with him. And then a little while later you got John and I just feel like you guys are an awesome trifecta and I can't wait for 300 more. So congratulations. And we, we also, we have a second one. This, this is an, an extra, like a bonus. I forgot one thing. Jess here, wife, podcaster, <laughs> friend, human, cat lover. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a little gift for your 300th episode. Little gift. I'm going to just raise my Patreon from a dollar a month to $5 a month. And I invite anyone else who's listening to this episode, even if you can only do it for a couple of months, to maybe just kick it up a notch. Okay, cool. Bye. Thank you. And th- that was that was our extra little surprise, which I actually I actually mm. didn't know about the surprise because uh, Patreon sent me an email telling me that, that that she had that she had upped the payment. But but yeah, she said, oh oh yeah, well, I wanted to give a little gift, so that's a gift from Jess. But thank you so much. That's awesome, and thank you so much mm-hmm. for the audio and all that. And uh, yeah, no, what I love having you on the show, and I've said it before. Our, our episode where Jess was on to talk about Yoshi's Crafted World is like one of our most downloaded episodes. I think it's like number three or something like that. So people people obviously liked it as well like it's in the top five of our most downloaded stuff like i think it's just under the paper mario one because yeah what is it um color splash our color splash episode is the most downloaded episode i don't know why but people love that one i guess (laughs) for some reason but yeah maybe we said funny stuff about color splash or something but yeah but it's like yeah just nobody else bothered to do it maybe nobody else cared (laughs) about wii u yeah i don't know possibly Thank you. It's always great to have you on the show. It's always yeah. nice to hear oh, just coming on and, and hear your opinion on things. And oh, yeah. uh, we appreciate you as a guest, as a friend, mm-hmm. as Trey's wife, um, uh, supporter of the podcast. So thank you. Yeah. You know, I feel like this about a lot of guests, but especially you, Jess, uh, when I hear you're going to be on the podcast, I'm like, cool. I get to hang out with Jess today. You know, like it's, it's very nice. It's comforting to be like, it's going to be a good episode. I just know. <laughs> Not like those bad ones. Uh, Eddie Eddie said he loves Color Splash. You're you're one of one of the few. Hey, it was on my top ten games that year. I'll give you that. Jeremy did did end up loving it. It's it it, it kind of makes me sad because I like Paper Mario so much, like the sixty four one. It you know it my mind starts to be like, well, maybe you should try Origami King, and I'm like, no, no, don't say that. 
Don't need no armor. I'm not buying Origami King. <laughs> I don't want that. Just let just let me enjoy uh, Paper Mario One. I'm just going to continue to enjoy Paper Mario One. I thought about so Origami yeah. King also ended up on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You as well. You're a you always you always be into it. Um, I was going to say another. You know, when Jess was talking about me starting like us doing podcasts and all that together, you know, Jess was a huge reason that I got that I started doing a podcast because she bought me a, a she bought me a recorder. Well, I mean. She basically helped me buy an audio recorder because I never had enough money to buy one. And she bought me a 744, a sound device, a 744. And I use it all the time for the, this is my, it's my podcast recorder. And it's, uh, <laughs> Eddie says Origami King is amazing also. That's, that's, uh, I, I know, I know that you like it. I know you dig it. I saw you put it on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, no, Jess was the main, was, was the main reason that I started a podcast because she bought me a, an audio recorder. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that without that because she had great credit. And she basically put it on her credit card and I paid her off like every month or something like that until I could pay for it. And yeah, and that helped me a lot because now, because now I was able to buy another recorder like a couple of years ago and now I've been able to buy a bunch of audio equipment. So that was like kind of the beginning of it. So you could consider, you could call her a producer of Nintendo main for sure. Sure. Yeah, she absolutely is. And, uh, you know, and our, and you know, like how is it now and, uh, honey darling show and, uh, drunk Monday and all those other podcasts that Jess and I did together as well. Those are all out there. And I swear we will do another one soon at some point, probably next year at some time, but, uh, right. and, and also, you know, let's not forget that you know, all the time that Trey puts into editing the podcast and making the podcast happen, you know, it's 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 wonderful that that you have a spouse who's there to support you for that and 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 doesn't mind you taking Thursdays off to be in the hole and 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 put the show together yeah be in the hole in your room just you know by yourself uh, making it happen I so, I I I edited I edited in the living room with her she just just oh, gotcha. no, just know that I can't respond really I'll just be like you know do whatever you want to do I'll just sit here and edit and on the couch in the living room. We did. I mean, she, because I used to do it while she was at work. And then, you know, in the pandemic, when we were all home, it's just, she had to learn, had to learn to learn what Thursdays were like <laughs> with like <laughs> six hour editing, whatever time or, you know, that type of thing. That's just how it is. It takes a while. And I just got to, you know, like, you know how it is, John. Sometimes you like, especially for this, I just want to sit down and just put, dedicate time to it and just do it until it's done. I don't want to do like parts mm. of it and. I just want to crank it out. Like it's better. It's better for me to do that. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll do like half of it and then take a quick, take a break for a little bit and do the other half, you know, but most of the time I just want to like just barrel through it, get it done, all that stuff. And it takes, it takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I edited the two episodes I did, (laughs) they were, yeah. If I like to, like I learned after the first one, like you just got to go through it. You just got to do it because you want to keep the tone the same too. Like, if you if you keep taking breaks, you might not come back to it with the same like sure yeah ideas in your head or whatever. Well, and, and and still like for me, I feel like I have a designated deadline for myself, which I which I have missed like lately just because of work. But work is work, you know. I have to do work, and if I can't stay up and edit at a certain time, I still try to do it by the weekend. But I try to have it done, edited on the Patreon like Thursday night, like or Thursday afternoon or Thursday night, like as far as you know try to do that every time for for everybody you know unless i'm working you know which is then i still do it whenever i have a chance to so all that stuff but let's let's continue on uh the indie direct this one actually kind of i thought jeremy would like this because it was just so punny 
so so, yeah. many, so many puns ad nauseum. But I but I do actually think it looks like a good game, and that game is Locomotive, which is two puns in itself. Oh my god! It took me a second to get really that because I was just like, oh, it's a crazy train. Oh no, crazy motives. Because it is a murder mystery game, and just taking a look at this I'm game, yep. taking a look at this game automatically reminded me of like Full Throttle and like Day of the mm-hmm. Tentacle and like all of these LucasArts games. Like it feels like it has the same exact art style of those '90s LucasArts games that I enjoyed so much. So I'll probably end up getting it whenever it comes out. But but the puns on the on the direct was like I was like, oh come on, come on. Well, for you me, just, seeing that was produced yeah. by Chucklefish. For and me, Chucklefish like a, also, yeah, a seal I made sure quality. And, I made sure and put a note on there because, yeah, I know you love seeing Chucklefish stuff. And I do think it looks cool, you know? And uh, Yeah. I guess it depends on how point and clicky it is because sometimes I can get into those games, but they do kind of lose my interest a little quicker than other adventure games. Sure. Oh, yeah. Eventually, kind of you're games. just like, what do I click? I yeah, no, no. I, I, I feel the same way of that, too, where it's kind of like, you know, I want I want to be able to zone out in a game. You know, I've, I've said that many a time. That's why I love RPGs so much is that I can just like grind and just zone out and it's, and it feels great for me. Like it's just, I can just put on a podcast and just go and do like small sub quests and it's great. And that's just how I how my mind can kind of like put itself back together or whatever, you know, stuff like that where I can kind of, where I'm into the game enough where I can just zone out and just do, do stuff. And sometimes you can't do that in point and click. It wants you to, wants you to study the whole thing and it takes too long to get to find the thing to progress to the next thing and then you're like on the internet constantly trying to find what the next thing is and it kind of just breaks it up you know like that's kind of what happened to me with moon where i couldn't really get into it because i couldn't i couldn't reach the zone on that you know but i mean this one i thought maybe you move around as the character and don't point or click or whatever i don't know you, you, i don't know who knows but locomotive i thought that was i thought it was a it was a, it looked good you know i thought it was a something that i thought might be nice in the future. Um, well, I did really this. like moon. So if I, if you put it in that term, if it has like that, sort I mean, moon, of, yeah. moon pretty much is a point and click adventure, except you I guess so. don't point and click, but it's, you, you are feel, the, you are the cursor, but yeah. it feels like that right. type of game very much. So because you have mm-hmm. to, you have to talk to all the characters and learn all the stuff about them in order to, that, that's how a lot of the point and clicks are where you have to like, you know, like study the area and figure out like how to get to the next thing and all that stuff. But speaking about the next thing, uh, after love EP, um, that kind of looked like a point and click with Guitar Hero uh, rhythm stuff in it involved. I don't know. What did, did anybody? It's like a, a yeah. romance game with Guitar Hero in it. I guess so. Yeah, you're yeah, in, you're in a band. Art style. You're in a band also. When I was doing the, the notes, story was I, that the guy's girlfriend broke up with him and then she, she died. That's what they said. No, I, I think but, she, I thought she, she just. No, no, I thought she, she cheated died. on him. And she they said no, that she didn't she cheat on him. She didn't cheat on him. Her name is Cheetah. We actually, we actually uh, had okay. this. I think actually, that's what Jess and I. I thought it said his girlfriend Cheetah died because Jess okay. and I. Because Jess and I, we were. I like, got. That's what I heard. I heard Cheetah. Like yeah, that was her name. Because Jess and I were like, oh, she cheated on him and then died. Like what the hell? Like like she's like, <laughs> you know what? Laugh. She's like, you know what? I only got so many days left. I'm gonna go fuck this other guy, but we're gonna stay like, together, and then I'm gonna die. So <laughs> no, I, I think they said that his girlfriend Cheetah died. I think is what, or she passed it, okay. away. Like instead of cheating on him and passing away, because I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's something. And it's yeah, it's depression, whatever depressing uh, guitar hero stuff. I don't know. Interesting art style. Yeah, interesting art style. These are both summer 2022, so we still got we still got a long time before them. But that's two more games, so you know what that means. One more, we got one more message here. So let, well, actually, we got 
we got like six more messages, but let's do another message here and continue on with our Nintendo 300 stuff. Oh, wait, hold on. This is from John Wedgworth of, uh, of Nerd Noise Radio. So he, he's been on the show a bunch of times. Like, I didn't mention him before. He's, you know, I consider him a friend, even though I've never actually met him. But he's, you know, I can text him whenever and he'll let me back. So it's good people. Flour and water chicken is a delicious way of making homemade seitan with just flour and water as the main ingredients. I know this may sound crazy, but this washed flour method is a magical way to turn regular flour into mock meat by isolating the wheat protein and washing out the starch. You can then season the high-protein dough and cook to replicate chicken, beef, or pork. This wheat meat is fun to make and absolutely delicious. The washed flour, a.k.a. WTF, method of making meat substitute has been published in vegetarian cookbooks for over 60 years. But the origins date back to 6th century China. I first discovered the recipe in the New Farm Vegetarian Cookbook published in 1975, and I've been experimenting with these recipes for over 20 years. Making homemade Satan using the washed flour method is a labor of love. It will give you a workout, and it's a bit time-consuming, but the results are incredibly delicious. If you want an easier method for making homemade seitan, you can use vital wheat gluten where the starch has already been extracted. I use this method to make easy vegan meats like turkey, ham, chicken, and pepperoni. However, if you want the fun of getting your hands messy and seeing the magic of making your own meat from wheat and just from flour and water, well, then let's get started. (laughs) That's, uh, so, you know, John, just, you know, John thought it'd be fun to send us too. Oh, actually, no, that was the fake one. Yeah, that was an accident. Oh, I thought that was the real one. No, no, he he, he sent us two, and that's uh, and I was I said I was going to make a joke that I accidentally played that one by accident, but I just wanted oh. to hear it because I haven't listened to any of these yet. So there, there's I thought a, he was going like real in depth on like Stardew Valley or something. <laughs> yeah, or no, maybe I'm, like there was an ingredients analogy, which is my brain was going to. I do like anything about Satan, and I like that he did say Satan at one point, uh-huh. pronounced it differently. Which uh, there was a was an earwax that was the restaurant that I liked in Chicago. That's not there anymore, but they had a they had a meal called the sloppy the sloppy Satan or the sloppy Satan. We, we called. The I sloppy made a Satanic Reuben before. Yeah. Satan's, but I've only made. Oh yeah, the sa- you get the you I've get never the, done this other method. You get the Satan burrito, which we'd call the Satanic burrito that they had mm-hmm. there and all this stuff, and yeah. Anyway, this is the real message from John Wedgworth of Nerd Noise Radio. 300. Wow. 300. Let's think about it. Sparta was almost saved with 300. America has not reached, nor sadly may ever reach, 300. And only a select few podcasts ever achieve the milestone. But for Trey... Jeremy, John, and their battery of esteemed guests. I can easily see this being merely their midpoint. Well, I feel like I would have run out of things to say 50 episodes in, or less. These fine gentlemen, their deep knowledge, their unbridled passion, and devastatingly good looks, as well as their signature blend of reverence and irreverence, give birth to a formula that may well be as close as we may ever come, living under the dystopian gray canopy in the iron grip of the laws of thermodynamics to a true perpetual motion machine. And I myself look forward to the adventure of observing this Bhaskara's wheel in action. 
My heartiest congratulations to the entire Nintendo main team. Here's to 300 more. Thank you so much, John Wedgworth. I was, uh, Thank you, John. like I said, Thanks, we, John. we haven't listened to any of these before. And I, I was wondering, I thought maybe he would insert some music somewhere just because, you know, he's a uh, nerd noise radio, uh, huge inspiration for me to, uh, well, I, I was already doing, uh, I was already doing like the WART radio stuff, but, uh, you know, I, he had done like so many music, video game music stuff that I pretty much, uh, and he's mentioned it before in his show. Uh, I, I adopted his style of making video, video game music stuff where I would, because I used to like pop in like every four songs and like say something and then say whatever the next four songs were. I once I realized that the way he was doing it, where he'd say something at the beginning and the end, I liked that much better because I didn't have to say as much. So I kind of adopted hmm. his style of making a video game music things, where I'm like, oh, I like no, I like your way much better. Where you just you come in, you say what you're doing, you play this, you, you you know, you get off the stage as he would say, and let and let it go, and then you come back and do the track list and all that, and then you don't have to try to think up what stupid or funny stuff or whatever in between every four songs, which would always that was always the thing that would keep me from doing more of the video game of the video game music once as I couldn't think of like what to say, like, you know, in between stuff. So I, I liked it better doing it the other way, but yeah, no, John's been on the show a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. Nerd noise radio. Check it out. Like, uh, the show is great. Um, they, we actually, we have an sh- episode coming up with both of us on there soon and I'll, I'll make sure and plug it when it happens. So you can check it out and all that. But continuing, continuing on with the, uh, Nintendo with the Nindies showcase, uh, this next game I thought was a Jeremy game all over the place. Maybe you thought that as well, Jeremy. But uh, Dungeon Munchies kind of felt like something that you would be into. Which uh, it actually dropped today, and it looked like kind of like a what like a two D a two D adventure game. But you know, it's a it's a loot based thing. It involves like a lot of cooking, and involves a lot of uh, kind of like Monster Hunter, where you take like parts of things to create new weapons and such. And I thought this would be something you'd be all over. It kind of reminded me of like. You know, like um, garden story and that type of thing, but in a mm-hmm. different, but in a different way. I figured, I figured that would be one that you would. Uh, the first, first thing I thought was that's a Jeremy game when I saw it. If there wasn't another game released today, I did. I probably would have grabbed this one. Um, this does look like something I would enjoy. I'm a little overwhelmed by the depth it looks to have, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. I just. Yeah, I'd be willing to give it a try at some point. You don't happen to remember the price, right? Is it hanging around the twenty dollars mark? It's something. Like, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, it, I would say it seems it's, to be about the. the I would say it's twenty or less. Is, is what I would guess. Man, this OLED looks so good. Sorry, it's still it, it's still like kind of wows me every time I pick it up. I'm like, man, look at that. Look at that beautiful. Change the way your eyes look. Look at that beautiful screen. <laughs> oh yeah, did they look? Can you see it? No, I can see like three hundred. Oh, it's a uh, it's seventeen seventeen dollars sixteen ninety nine, is is what the price That's point is. So there you go. But yeah, no, it it I, I I was actually I really wanted it too, and I was like, yeah, I, I just bought I just got um you know I just got that arcade game, and then I ended up getting a couple other ones of these on here. So I was like, well, maybe I should hold off for a minute. But that one, but that one was definitely one that I was like, you know, I I marked it, you know, I marked it on my wish list, you know, because I like I'll, I'll pick it up at some point. Not that I don't have not, not it, it's I don't want to overload myself too much, you know. I know if I get a bunch of games at once, I'll maybe only play like one of them or maybe not play any of them. So I want to, yeah, I want to try to I try to pace myself out so I can actually like play the games and all that. But that's definitely been something I've been learning as time goes on, and it took me longer than it should have. But uh, just because I want to play something 
doesn't mean I have to buy it then. Mm-hmm. I just wait till I'm going to play it and then buy it. Yeah, that, that's I mean, what with I... With the exception yeah. of getting it on sale, of course, which can be, you know, a, a, a pot sweetener, but... Um, which I do think that that's smart that they do this, like, this. sometimes they'll do, like, the first introductory discount or whatever, or, you know, it's only if you pre-order it that you get a 20% discount or whatever. Like, I think that's good marketing. Sure. Yeah, a lot, especially like yeah for the stuff on sale where I'm like, well, I could get that, but I'm like, but when am I going to play it? Like, when am I going to work it into my schedule of games that I have here? Like, I have to, you know, because I'm like, well, I already got this. I'm already doing this. I'm not going to stop playing this to play that one. So I try to like, you know, I, I try to put it together like that. And uh, what was it? All right. So the next one, Figman Two. Did you know who this guy was? The singer guy that was in the video, Jeremy. I don't know. You know more about that that stuff than I do. Had you recognized him? There's like there's somebody he's like a famous musician or something like that, and uh, it's it it's kind of like this seems to be sort of like a new trend with games, right? Where uh, it's going to be like he's going to sing about what you're doing while you're doing it, and it will change as you go, like kind of like a what was that one game? That you it was played? for a hero. Something hero, right? The one that Jeremy got. Uh, Song of the hero, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's 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 like an isometric isometric adventure like isometric uh camera angle but it's like going through a you're going through a human mind or something like that but it's all but he was saying that like the music would change like as you go and it like ends with him singing like a song about the game and it shows like the game playing as he's singing it and and all that so it's funny because he he does he doesn't speak in english like he's like walking you know he does they do like a walking shot like through the room and he goes through the door and he comes out and he's all he's not speaking in english but then he sings in english after that. And I found that interesting. I was like, okay, well. But I, I mean, I thought it was interesting. There's actually, there's a demo that came out today. And I haven't, I, I've been out, I just have not had time to play anything from this today. But I did download the demo and I do want to try out the demo because I do, I, I do like games where the music changes depending on whatever you're doing. I think those mm-hmm. games are really cool. So, I mean, I'm, in, I'm into checking that out. So Any sort of dynamic audio anymore, I, I, I do find really impressive. Like, even if it's not changing the music, but, well, like, Bastion's a good example where the narrator is saying what you're doing or whatever yeah. to a certain extent. Um, yeah, I would. I definitely want to try this out. The, the art style is really, really cool. I mean, it's got a really nice kind of twisted, but still kind of cartoony. Unique, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's another like that's something that made me think of Jess because whenever we whenever we watch something where uh, we watch a story where somebody like goes into somebody's brain or into somebody's mind or whatever, that's like one of Jess's favorite story like story things you know because like anything can happen you know where you're like in the human body or you're like you're in somebody's mind kind so of psycho nazi he reminded me of that yeah she likes that game too a lot because that, that was i bought that for her on ps4 so all right that's two so let's play another one let's see next one we have this was actually probably the earliest one that we recorded on here yeah because this was the first one that we did it was recorded at midwest gaming classic with uh nate lockhart and kate lockhart from Memory Machine, uh, friends, you know, friends of the show for a long time. Which, it, it, yeah, it was awesome to see Nate again, and uh, we finally got to meet Kate. I've heard a lot about her, so it's cool they were able to record a message for us. Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, we. This is the one we like. We gave them the recorder, uh, hit record. Uh, we walked over and bought John that uh, Sonic, the Sonic picture, and they came back. You know, so well, we were just walking around. The guy was like, "Hey, you got to buy some from us." This one, which I still need to send out. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, you didn't send it yet. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I was hoping John had it like hung on the wall somewhere. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Memory machine. And Kate and Kate and Nate here. 
Hi, Trey. Hey, Jer. This is uh, Nate Lockhart from the Memory Machine Podcast. Uh, wish you a very healthy and hearty 300 episodes. Congratulations. Um, it's been a pleasure seeing you guys at the Midwest Gaming Classic uh, as we meet up occasionally throughout the years. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure knowing you guys. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's just a fun podcast you guys make. I, I enjoy listening to it. It's very conversational. It's, it's, it's very pleasant. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being uh, good, good, good friends to us here when we visit Chicago. Ethan, you want to say anything? Sure. This is Ethan from the history of how we play. You guys are a class act. Keep it up. Everybody loves having a community to rally around, and you guys are just right deep in it. So keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Yes. Happy 300th Nintendo Main. Say, you want to say something, honey? Congratulations. Congratulations. And <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll keep listening. And listeners, you keep listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. <laughs> There's still like two minutes on here. I don't know if they actually say anything. Probably not. They probably just, it probably just kept recording because we had to come back. From oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Some, uh, some B-roll. Like I said, I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't listen to any of these until we're actually going. So there you go. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, and Ethan also. I, f- I forgot to mention him. But yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, Ethan. Yeah, Kate, thank you guys, Kate and Nathan and Ethan, and that was the, that was the very first one that we did because yeah, um, they, I, I've, I met Nate like well, I mean, I met Nate at the very first MGC that I went to, and I didn't really, I didn't really talk to him, but he was at the, he was at the uh, Retronauts thing that we mm-hmm. went that I went to. And I found out later that he like made a video of it, and I'm in the video. So you can actually find if you go find looking for the Memory Machine uh, Midwest Gaming Classic video, you can find a video that I'm in. I'm sitting at the table with Bob, My- Bob Mackey, and Jeremy Parrish, and they recorded us all talking to them. And I found it because I because I talked to him like the year after when Jeremy was there. We actually hung out and had drinks and all that, and and I was like, uh, and we found out that we did like you know we saw each other, but we didn't really. You know, we didn't really in, like introduce names, but we talked. You know, we talked about games and stuff with with Retronauts and about Retronauts and all that. And yeah, he became like our friend of the show that we would see whenever you know, and and whenever he would come, you know, he'd come to Chicago and we would hang out. We hung out at the uh, Logan Arcade Bar and, and all that stuff. And and one of our and on our very first patron also. So thank you so much for the support and all that. And it's always awesome to see you. And I'm glad that you were able to be on the show and all that stuff. And he's been on the show before as well. We did a, well, yep. he was on the, we did that Bible game episode and, all, episode and also we interviewed him when we took the Labo around the show floor to show everybody the Labo VR, which was one of my favorite things that I did actually. Uh, I, I thought that was like a, I don't know. I thought that was one of our best episodes because it's just a good idea to have, uh-huh. a, to have a thing that just came out and nobody had played it and just take it to a video game convention and just have, just talk to people about what they think about it. Cause nobody had actually seen it before, or like played it. Cause especially it, the people it was like only like doing... two days out or something. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I had so much well, getting the people that were actually making VR games to play. Oh yeah. Was, we interviewed the VR fun. people too. Yeah. <laughs> to talk and about Chris Kohler from Chris Kohler, formerly yeah. of Kotaku yeah. now of yeah. some game company. I can't remember what game. Are you, are you, are you joking? He, he works for like blizzard now. Yeah. Blizzard. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were trying to be like, well, fuck them. Don't, don't mention them. No. <laughs> so continuing on with the with the indie with the indie direct here. Uh, so the next game, let's play Oink Games. So does anybody know what Oink Games are? Like, have you heard of that company before? I guess they're no. like an indie um, board game 
maker type thing. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of them before. And I guess they had um, won, according to the eShop, they had like won awards or something like that for like some of their games that they had made. I, I went straight yep. for this one because it, every, anybody who's listened to the show knows that I'm a sucker for board games on, on video ga- on video game systems. So Could I'm, this be the version of whatever that uh, Nintendo collection of, of random games was? Like, but like better? It, I mean, it's it's games that they made though. Like, it's not mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like fucking solitaire or something like that. Like, not that that, that wasn't on there, but but it, but it's but these are games that they've created. Like, these are games that that are theirs. Like, it's not based off. So it's of like, like digital representations of actual board games that they've yeah made board games that they've made. And I thought they looked interesting, and I just went for it on a whim. I mean, it's what twenty one ninety nine is how much it was. And like I said, if you know me, you know that I love board games. I love Mario Party. Uh, Jess and I just played Billion Road again, which was one of my favorite games of 2020, which is another like, which is a Japanese board game that takes place in Tokyo and all that, which is a lot of fun. And I just like games like this. And it's multiplayer. It's online play. Like you can play online. And and I was just like, well, this this will be a fun game for Jess and I to play. So we'll, I mean, I'm sure we'll play it like in the next day or two. So I, I obviously jump at those because we have a lot of fun playing digital board games so so that was that was a that was an automatic one for me and it came out today so bought that one i will ro- report back on it whenever i get to play it and after that uh extinction endling extinction is forever it's a deer survival about game. this game you like run is around it a deer or is it a fox it's a fox Oh, I thought, I thought it was, was a deer. Fox. I thought it was a deer. <laughs> I don't know why I put. I guess in endling sounds like a deer thing or something. I don't know. Don't listen to me. It's a fox. It's not a deer. I, I yeah. I don't know what I took from it, but it looks cool. It's like a survival game. You're you're a, you're a fox. Yeah, I was it like sad. No, that's what I'm saying. It it's looks. like a. It says like a more, much sadder Pikmin because it's like you have to choose which one of your kids lives or dies, and I'm like, what? Like this. It reminds it's me like of like having all life. the. Having all the little Pikmin that get eaten, and you're like, uh. and it looks kind of like an inside style platformer slash puzzle game. That kind of thing. I'm into it. I'm, I'm into it. Spring 2022 on that one. So, so we got so we got some time for that. But yeah, so it seems so like the like the the premise is that you're the last surviving member or member. You're, yeah, you're the last surviving adult fox, and you've got three cubs that you have to protect or your species is going to disappear completely so yeah it's got some really dark like undertones to it but and then yeah you you know based on the decisions you make that's how many of your cubs are at the end with you it's going to be really really rough to like yeah yeah use a cub like yeah. halfway <laughs> into the game or something yeah it is it's going to be a hard one all right um that's two games so another another one here this was recorded at uh one of Kevin's I play games meetups with uh, Missy Chan, Missy Chan the fan. Uh, if you uh, watch watch her streams, she's funny. We uh, Jess and I we 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 played uh, Jackbox with her and Kevin, and yeah, she's she's cool. So here we are. That's me on the top there. <laughs> Hi, Nintendo Main. It's Missy Chan. Congratulations on your 300th show. Um, so I was told that I can talk about anything. Um, like at this moment, I'm like really hungry. <laughs> and like there was a Somali man that came in and 
I had saw him as he was leaving and nobody informed me and I don't have any cash. So like, I'm kind of salty right now and I'm low-key drunk. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations on 300 episodes. It is a pleasure listening to you guys. Um, shout out to Jess, shout out to Trey. Uh, I enjoy really, I really, really enjoy, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really enjoy um, playing games with them. Every time I see them at Emporium, it's always a delight. I can't wait to re-up on Animal Crossing nights with them. Um, you guys continue doing the great things that you guys are doing, and good luck for 300 more episodes, hopefully. <laughs> I think that's that. If you can, I, I'm sure you can hear in the background. We're actually. I don't know how to not record anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't tell her how to cut. You can. You can kind of. You can tell. I don't know if you can tell, but this where where we were at in the uh, in the arcade. Uh, there's we're like in the corner, and right on the other side of us is the um, air hockey. So that's where you hear the mm-hmm. all that all those noises in the background. That's what that is. So we have a uh, we have Thanks, we have four more. And Missy, Missy hasn't been on the show yet, but she should be. She has a podcast called Pandora's Box, where they just talk about everything. And like I said, she has great uh, streaming stuff as well. And yeah, we did a we did an I play games during the pandemic, where we all just went to her island on Animal Crossing and all just kind of hung out and talked to each other and all that stuff. And that was fun. Um, we we have four we have four messages left. How many games do we have left here? It's like uh, maybe like I don't know. We'll just keep. I guess we'll just keep doing the way we're gonna do it. Okay. Um, so we did Endling. All right, so Ollie Ollie World, that's like a new skating game. Kind of looked like sort of more of the same of the 2D stuff. I don't know. Um, I didn't like Ollie Ollie, so yeah, it was, it's best for me. Well, it's I mean, it's very, it's very simple. It's like one of those things that you could get into, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like, it's not, it doesn't have as much like 3D to it. I don't know if I'll really get into Ollie Ollie World, but it has a February 8th release date. You get a deer head thing for pre-sale, so. I thought that looked funny. Nice. It's like a it just shows up in your bed one day. Cardboard. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They give you a dead, a dead whatever. Uh it looks like I mean it's leading heavily into the multiplayer aspect, which I don't know how much was it of that was in the other Ali Ali games. I have the first one. Not any, I, I don't for, think, at least not as far as I know. I got it in um the Humble Bundle that time. But I haven't played the any of the sequels, which I think there's at least one sequel, if not two. There there there's two at least because um you can buy you can buy both of them together on Switch. It's like there's Ollie there's Ollie Ollie and Ollie Ollie Two, whatever they call the second okay. one. I have a, both of them actually because I bought them for like two dollars or something like that when they were on sale. I mean, it looks cool, but I but knowing that I didn't really get into the other Ollie Ollie, I guess that makes me a little more hesitant. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, a, a lot of these, you know, most a lot of these indies are like we'll see what's happening at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. What's what? What other games are coming out, or whatever? You know, it might hit that sweet spot. It might be a whatever amount of money, that type of thing. But number two, uh, I actually heard this one was delayed before uh, before the indie direct happened. But uh, River City Girls two, um, I need to play River City Girls one. I have it, but I, it, every time I see it, I'm like, man, I got to play that game because it's a it's a spinoff of Nuni of uh, Kunio Kun. It's actually characters that are in the game, but they develop their own story around them. It's supposed to be one of the best beat 'em ups on Switch, from what I've heard from people. I really like the music that was on there. It got delayed till summer of 2022. So, there you go. There's actually a character named Cunio. I didn't realize that. No, I think the Cunio. I think the. <laughs> I think the people are actually going to be in it now. The like the ones from the Cunio Kun games. 
are actually going to be playable characters in the second ones. Because if you played the other one, they're like the girl. They were like girlfriends that were in the backgrounds of those games or something like that. And their boyfriend's right. kid gets kidnapped, and they go and try to find them and all that. But they were actual characters from the game, and they and that same company, like Way Forward, is like producing a like a Kunio Kun like um, prequel or something like Kunio Kun Zero that like never came out, and like it's like another thing, kind of like uh, Aquario, where they're like bringing it out, and at least that's what I heard of it. I think that one got delayed too, but. But they're into it. They're they're fully into the Kunio Kun thing. So it's I'm sure there's plenty of references and all that in the game. And I think it looks good. I think it sounds good. It says it has the same same person doing the music as last time. And yeah, and it has like the you know like the light RPG aspects in there, all that stuff. So so yeah. All right, another audio one from uh, Nate Pressler, also also from uh, Borderline Entertainment. He was on an episode with us, talked to us about. Uh, Fire Emblem and such like that. I'm sure you remember him, but here we go. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Nate here. Congratulations on reaching your 300th episode. What a cool milestone that you guys have accomplished. You all are doing the work, and that's a capital T and a capital W, like the work trademark, and kicking ass with all things Nintendo. And it's just, it's awesome to be able to know you all and to listen to you all on a regular basis. Nintendo Main is such a solid podcast. You always dedicate a ton of time on highlighting breaking news, reviewing new games, talking about games that you want to play, uh, all the other things that are coming down the green pipe. And also, you guys are funny as hell. Um, That's one thing that I really love about the podcast is you all have such funny, spicy takes on breaking news, Nintendo Directs, E3, what's being announced, what hasn't been announced. Um, what you're dreaming about potentially could be announced being announced. It's just, it's so funny. And since you've hit 300 episodes and you're reacting live, I do have a couple questions for you all. And then I'm going to put you on the spot. First one is what do you think is your spiciest take about Nintendo? <laughs> Secondly, what's your favorite Nintendo main memory? And then this is a really important one. Will Bowsette ever become Canon? Because the people do need to know this. And then I have one last one, I promise. What are your hopes for the podcast in 2022? Is there anything exciting coming down the pipeline? Anything that you're really excited to share with everyone? Please keep up the great work. I can't wait to see what you all do and how you're going to celebrate your 600th episode, your 1,000th episode, and that's as high as I can count. Um, Take care, guys. Thank That's you so much, Nate. Yeah, no, this is the first this is the first interactive one that we've got where you actually yeah. ask us to say something. Great questions. And I and yeah, I know. Really is we, we had, we it was, was a the spiciest take. Spiciest take on on Nintendo, right? Right. Uh-huh. Um, was... I mean, I, I think I kind of said my spice. Well, I mean, I have some spicy takes. Uh, I kind of said a little bit of it earlier, but uh, I know Jeremy's going to hate me for this, but I don't think I don't think Super Mario RPG is as good as a game as people say it is. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's held up that well over the years. And I think Paper Mario is much better than the Super yeah. Nintendo one. That's you my, say that. That's my spicy take on that. <laughs> uh, hmm. Kirby's not that good. Well, you've only played like one Kirby game. I think Kirby's great. That's a spicy take too, because he eats spicy stuff. So it makes it makes sense with that. He's a, he's a spicy eater. I was trying to I... think. There's got to be like one. I mean, it's like this. I was like, there's some, there's got to be like some Nintendo games that I'm just like, that I just don't, that I just don't care about. Oh yeah, Miiverse sucks. Or not Miiverse, uh, Miitopia. Trash. Don't buy that game. (laughs) It's a garbage game. (laughs) 
It's not. It's not. It's like. It's like barely an RPG. Man, I'm I thought so- that was the consensus. <laughs> no, people love it. No, I did. John, uh, I didn't bring it up to John Wedgworth, but he loves that game. Like, he absolutely. All loves right, it. here's my spicy take. Nintendo has got some skeletons in its closet. I bet. That's my spicy take. <laughs> oh, you know, they got they got they got a long history and a really strong legal department, and I bet there's some there's some dark stuff back there. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, I some point in that, yeah. well, any <laughs> I think any company that's been around as long as they have. There's got. I mean, you know, there's some shit that happened that was covered up or whatever. I mean, it's like if mm-hmm. you, like, the longer or the longer you live, like, the more possibility. I wouldn't be surprised if find something out about breaks about Nintendo yeah. where I consider boycotting them at some point. But I don't want that to happen. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's just, just like that's this feeling I have in my soul. But yeah, I, I was just trying to go off the cuff there of something that I haven't said before. Yeah, and also to kind of be in in line with what some of the some of the messages have said that we're not afraid to <laughs> to go after go Nintendo, Nintendo <laughs> yeah. yeah if we need yeah. to yeah i'm watching you Nintendo. hey i mean like i said you never know if you if you've been around for so long there's a good chance there's something there i mean look at what happened to michael jackson yeah i mean he had all sorts of bullshit going on with him because he was on the other questions time. Uh, one was like uh, about Bowsette. Bowsette will will will, she, will not become canon. Will no. she be official canon? No, I, feel I like, think Bowsette will. I feel like everybody's forgotten about Bowsette pretty quickly after. I think Bowsette's going to get a get a some sort of reference at some point. Maybe a maybe even a trophy in a future Smash. I think they'll acknowledge it. That could happen. It just won't happen. be a canon. It'll be like here is the memetic-ish, you know, the memetic nature of the popularity of. Nintendo, here's an example of that. And I think at some point in history they will acknowledge Bowsette. They'll make a tweet fashion. about it or something. Like recently they made a tweet about about the CDI Zelda games. Yeah. Yeah. And they frequently acknowledge Virtual Boy was a thing, but they still right. haven't done anything really with it. I know there was, he asked, um, what do we think about, uh, what do we foresee for, for 2020 for two for the podcast? And then there was another question. I can't remember. I can I can play I can play it again. I was say I was gonna just re up it just to make sure. Secondly, what's your favorite Nintendo main memory? And then all right, there, there's Nintendo main memory. Why don't we do? Why don't we do that? Uh, I mean, sure. we we kind of did that with our um, what was it? One of our two fifty was that the one where we went through and did all the all the ones. But my I think my favorite memory is still the the cereal one because I think that's cereal. absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah, definitely the, the breakfast, breakfast thing. thing. Yeah, eating eating the cereal live, the yeah. the Mario cereal was pretty hysterical. I just said earlier, like that, I was really, really proud of us that we did the the, the Labo VR interviews at the MGC. I think that was really cool. Like, I was really into that. Um, any of any of the interviews we did with developers, I think, were great. And I would love to have more of those in 2022 for sure. Like, that's a big mm-hmm. thing that I would like to do more of that type of thing. And and just like have you know, obviously, just have more guests that haven't been on the show yet. That's always something that I try to do. When I can, like we haven't done as much guests lately just because I've been fairly busy, but I would like to have guests on that we've never had before from shows that we've never talked about before is what I would like to do. Just expand more to more to more stuff. Yeah, I think uh, when we all hung out in Chicago, when the, the when all three of the people for, on Nintendo Main were there for your wedding, that was a cool, even though that wasn't specifically Nintendo Main podcast memory. That was like, hey, we've done all this together and wow, we actually get to all see each other at the same time. That was pretty cool. That's another thing. Yeah, I would, that, that's another thing I'd really like to see in 2022 is all of us being in the same room together and recording something in the same oh, room yeah. together. 
That's definitely yeah. something I would love to see. I mean, maybe MGC 2022 or who knows. You know, we could do something like that. But it'd be nice for all of us to be together. I'd like us all to go to Super Nintendo World. Give a live report from there. Well, uh, Japan has to let us in <laughs> first. I think it's yeah. still. I think they're not. Maybe not 2022. Maybe that's 2023. maybe 2023 when when the Switch Two is out or something. Let me just uh, just double check. Was there any other questions? This is a really important one. Will Bowsette ever become canon? Because the people do need to know this. No. And then I have one last one, I promise. <laughs> what are your hopes for the podcast in 2022? Is there anything exciting coming down the... Okay, I think, I think we got it. We got it. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having interactive stuff, Nate. That's yeah. bad ass. You actually made me think for a little bit there. Yeah. All right, um, continuing on, I want to try to get this <laughs> done in the next, like, 10 minutes or so. Um, so there's a montage on the, on the Indie Direct. Uh, Parkasaurus... It's a sim. Uh, it looks kind of fun. I mean, I don't know. I, like I, I want to make a dinosaur park, uh, Jurassic a Park type thing. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. Kind of the feeling I got. Yeah, it looks fun. Parkosaurus, spring, spring 2022. I think we could probably go. We got we got three left here, so maybe we could do like three and then do one. Um, so, yeah, Parkosaurus, spring 2022. Um, that one looked kind of interesting to me. I don't know. I could be into a thing like that. Uh, Don't Starve Together, the sequel to Don't Starve. Uh, Don't Starve is actually going to be free through the Nintendo trial, uh, Nintendo Switch Online stuff. So I should have figured. I mean, I didn't know they, they. I wasn't really following them, but it makes sense. It's letting you play the first one, mm-hmm. the second one. Actually, the second one's not coming out soon. It's not coming out until spring of 2022, but maybe they want to get the hype going or something like that. Compared to when the first one came out, that's soon. Um yeah, yeah, my friend Dan tried to get me to play the original Don't Starve with him on uh, Steam. We played together for a little while, like one day, and I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't like, I know it's just another like crafting survival game, but it just wasn't clicking for me. I, I've never, I've never played it, but I think the art style looks cool. But you know, the art styles, yeah, very, very unique. I'll say that. <laughs> and this, and this one, uh, we're gonna. This will be the one we talk about before we do another audio thing, but. Uh, Chicory, Chicory is out finally. Uh, I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I've heard so many people talk about Chicory. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, well, Janet, uh, Janet Garcia, who was on, you know, who talked to us earlier through the audio mm-hmm. thing, uh, that was on her list of like one of her favorite games of the year. I know, uh, uh, eight four play, one of my favorite podcasts, like they've talked about, like that's like the game of the year. So I've seen people that I respect their opinions, like just talking up and down about Chicory. So this was like a automatically must buy for me because I don't know what it is. I just know people love it and you've played yeah. it, Jeremy. And what, what can you tell us about it? So yeah, to kind of piggyback off that uh, for me, this was like uh disco Elysium. Like I kind of understood a little bit about what it was, but mostly it's just, well, all these people I whose opinions I value like this game, not to mention the pedigree here, especially uh, Lena rain doing the, the music for it. That's, oh, I didn't, I didn't know uh, about that. Oh yeah. From, that's the uh, person who did the music for uh, yeah. Celeste. Celeste, Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. That's another thing. I mean, her, her compositions are amazing and you'll, you'll hear like, I got to the first boss. So I've gotten a little bit into the game, maybe an hour, but the compositions are definitely boom. That's, that's, that's her music, you know, and it, it's, it's just as good as ever. So this game definitely I feel bad comparing it to other stuff, but I'm just early enough in it that I have to, because it is a very one of a kind game. I think ultimately I'm going to feel that way once I like get more into it. But initially it's reminding me a lot of garden story. Um, mm. So, so because you like it. Yeah. There's like an environmental kind of, there's a threat to the environment. 
they're these guardians that kind of protect everybody. In this case, the guardians are the ones that wield the paintbrush and the, the paintbrush gets passed on, you know, from one person to another, in this case, animals. They're all named after types of food, which is once again, it's like, it's just hard not to see like a lot of parallels between this and Darton's story, even though I'm sure it wasn't intentional. I don't know where they are in respect to which was developed when and all that, but uh, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like this is really cool. And so it's very sparse at the beginning. Everything's black and white. You have to color in the world, but what's really cool about it is it saves the colors so you can make the world look however you want color wise and you've got like a fairly limited palette but i think they start adding more colors with time and uh you have different paint brushes you can use and so i was just using the uh 8-bit dough controller at first then i was like well i remember a lot of people saying that this game was great for showing off the uh dual shock or whoever the dual shock four five whatever whatever the fuck one they're on now uh, for showing off it's like extra features and um and so i was like well Fuck it. I'm going to try the Joy-Cons out. I like the Joy-Cons. This might be the first motion control game that I enjoy the Joy-Cons in. Um, Does it got that HD rumble? It feels a lot like Dreams. I talked about that a lot last year. Dreams, you draw in that, but you do it by tilting the controller. But the the but this is this was on PlayStation 4. That has the whatever the motion control down to to the level where it works well in that game, but I didn't foresee it working well with the Joy-Cons. But it works really well with the Joy-Cons. It's actually preferable because you can you end up painting everybody's house kind of like according to their specifications. Some of them will be like harder to figure out what they actually want and what they don't want. Um, or some people don't even care. You can do whatever you want. But what's kind of cool is you can zoom in and make your brush really small. And you can like drew you could like put little words or like little pictures on the landscape and you can just make it look however you want. And I think, you know, with time, it's going to almost have an Animal Crossing feeling to it of like, you know, well, I did that and I did that. You know, you get a little bit of pride in your in your in your landscaping, even though really you're just doing the color, like all the stuff already exists. But then there's like puzzle elements where like certain plants will shrink and then you can walk past them when you color them or the opposite will happen with some where you have to like drain their color away so that you can move past those obstacles. And then there will be like certain stones you hit that produce light because eventually you're paint like becomes incandescent so you can like go into dark places with it and you can light the way and uh it's the dialogue's really quirky the music's really good it, it definitely seems like something that's right up my alley like I, i'm gonna play a lot more of this in the future uh and i'm really loving what i've played so far so chicory thus far has lived up to the hype for me yeah i'm i'm excited i'm excited to play it next week for sure like well to play it and talk about it next week i'll, I'll definitely play it in the next like day or two but yeah i was I, very surprised they didn't make more of a, a, a yeah right a deal out of this they just threw it in the sizzle reel like in, in the middle even of the sizzle reel i thought that was really weird i thought that it was weird that games were coming out today were in the sizzle reel i'm like especially chicory because i thought chicory had like a pretty big buzz going like it was it was nominated it and it was nominated on the game awards as well like i was this mm-hmm. is one i figured was going to come to nintendo eventually and i thought that it would be they would at least have a little video that was like hey chicory instead of just like you know having like a couple seconds of it and i didn't even you know what when i was watching this the only game i thought came out today was the was the board game one because that was the only one that said it because the other ones were all in the were well i guess there was the one the munchy one but i didn't remember them saying that it was out today but when i you know, because they, they in the eShop they categorize everything at one thing where it's like here, here they all are, and there was a lot more out than I thought, and uh, 
Yeah. And yeah, so it was like Well, I had forgotten about the show being today, so I when I got up today, which I wasn't feeling well yesterday and I ended up sleeping like a crazy amount because I got I don't know, I was told you guys I had that headache and it just yeah. got yesterday. So I just yeah. kinda like yesterday was kind of a crapshoot. I just kinda slept a lot of the day. But um when I woke up today I was like I like open up Twitter and it's like you should play Chickory on the Switch or something like that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> spoiler. But it, it didn't yeah. spoil anything for me really. I was just like, oh, cool. It's that means it's out now, I think. And then yeah, I saw the I watched the direct and saw that it was out. So yeah, I I went and bought it immediately after watching the video and and started playing it. So yeah, definitely the uh, highlight of the show for me today. Nice. Well, right. the highlight of the indie direct. All right, Joel, we're gonna play uh, Joel Dewitt's message for us from. Super GG Radio, a.k.a. Lomonade, if you know him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Hi, Trey, Jeremy, and John. Uh, this is Joel DeWitt with Super GG Radio. I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 300 episodes of your Nintendo main podcast. Uh, that is a great achievement, and if you guys didn't take any weeks off, you guys are talking about, like, almost six years of podcasting. Uh, so... Great achievement. Congratulations for the run. I've always enjoyed listening to you guys because you give a perspective on Nintendo gaming that is definitely more fan-focused than a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of them try to be sort of industry experts, and it's refreshing to have a perspective that's more casual. Uh, Best of luck to you for another 100 episodes, and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Joel. He's like, what was it? He's a lemon shake-up made out of laughter. So, yeah, I, I, he he when he was on our he was on our show also, and he uh, yeah he mentioned where where that came from. It was just kind of one. I think it was one of those things that he accidentally came together, and maybe it stuck or whatever. Mm. But yeah, Lomonade is a it's him that I that I always like. I almost forgot what his regular what his regular name was just because I follow his stuff on Twitter, and I was like, oh yeah, Lomonade. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, we are looking at. Six years almost. Yeah, we started in like I thought we started in like two thousand sixteen right? or fifteen or something like that. Yeah. I think you guys started in twenty fifteen. We started whenever um it was whenever uh it was whenever the first new Star Wars came game or whenever the first new Star Wars movie came out was when we started. Which I thought was twenty fifteen, I think. Twenty fifteen, correct. Yeah. So we started in twenty fifteen. That was also when the uh the new generation started dropping, like uh, not PlayStation Five, but uh, PlayStation Four. PlayStation Four, and and the Wii yeah. U. Well, I guess the Wii U was already out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was. I guess it was. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen. Because yeah, that was that was when that was. Um, so continuing on, we only got like we got six more games here. Let's just power to it through it. We got two more audio messages. We're almost there. Uh, <laughs> Baby Storm. My my uh, notes are pretty hilarious on here. I thought, <laughs> baby storm, baby game, imagine par- party babies two, party game jam, <laughs> Jan January twenty first twenty twenty two. I don't know. I, I saw babies on there. I'm like baby game. There it is. Lost babies. I, I mean, a lot of these like went so fast that it's like I don't even know. Like, it, I mean, one of these I didn't even I didn't even like. I saw it on the eShop and I'm like I don't even remember seeing that game at all. So, so yeah, yeah, baby's running around. Maybe it's a Mario Party style minigame thing. Who knows? But it's coming out in January, so we'll find out more about it in the next month. Uh, Grime looked like a 2D adventure game. Uh, or no, I, I put the wrong thing in there. Uh, 
the art RPG in World War II is supposed to go to game Gerda, actually. I <laughs> put it in the wrong spot, but whatever. Um, yeah, Grime uh, looks like dude dude running around caves. Uh, has an interesting... Get real stuff. grimy. Yeah, not to be confused with the... Uh, with the... Uh, what's his face? Elon Musk's ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend or whatever. It looks it looks grimy, that's for sure. Yeah, Metroidvania. That's what they're, what they're uh, saying about it. It's been on Steam for a while. It looks, I mean, graphics look pretty cool. It looks very Metroid-y. Uh, Gerda, that's the one that takes place in World War II. Gerda, a flame and winter. The small Danish village of Tinglev will no longer be the same. Walk the path of Gerda as her quiet life is turned upside down during the World War II occupation of her home. Choose where to go, how to act, and who to trust in this intimate narrative RPG light experience inspired by real life events. That's what Gerda is. It's another one that's like, uh, who knows? It doesn't even have a time. It's just 2022 at some point. They mm-hmm. don't have an actual date for when it's coming out. And that's three there, so one more. This one, uh, I'm not going to tell you who this is, John. This is for you. I got this one for you because I thought you'd enjoy it. Okay, so let's hear it. So here you go. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Trey, Jeremy, John. Um, hey! I just want to say uh, congratulations to the 300th episode of um, Nintendo Main. Um, just want to make a mention of a fond memory I have. i um, big Nintendo fan. Uh, the earliest I can remember is Zelda, A Link to the Past. Um, originally, I wasn't a fan of um, Zelda. My friend Jason was on the original NES. It just didn't look all that to me. But somehow, uh, around when Zelda Link to the Past came out for Super Nintendo, somehow I got $50 and I took a chance on that game. And that was like one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, love that game so much. I actually created a map, Light World and Dark World. Uh, so I can, <laughs> so I can, um, have an entire, um, map of everything, of every location, of where you get every item. And, uh, my brothers, they actually used that too to beat the game 100%. So, um, so I thought that was a great memory, great memory. And I just want to say again to you guys, uh, congratulations again on your 300th episode. Hey, Otis. He, uh, so Thank he, you, Otis. He, he, uh, he, oh, that was Otis. Thanks, he, Otis. Uh, so he didn't say his name. I, like I said, I haven't listened to any of these, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that he would say that this is Otis. But yeah, I, I reached out to <laughs> o- I reached out to Otis and asked him if he wanted to send us something because I was like, hey, you know, John, you know, John would like it if you would send us a send us a message. Yeah, and, I, I love that. I love to hear from Otis. And we got to have him on the show sometime. Yeah, no, especially we, after that, we should. Yeah, no, I, we I, should. Whenever I would love to have him. Technically, he's been on the show now. I haven't, That's yeah, true. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but yeah, uh, Otis, uh, one of John's old roommates, and I knew Otis as well from hanging out with John and hanging out at his apartment and all that. We always talked about video game stuff, and he was always a lot of fun and all that stuff. And yeah, I've known Otis as long as I've known Trey. Yeah, I used a long time now. Yeah, I used to go. I used to go say hi to him at uh, Best Buy, the Best Buy in uh, North Avenue that he worked at in Chicago. I'd used to if I saw him in there, I'd always go say, "Hey, what's up?" and all that stuff. But yeah, thank you, Otis. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's nice to, nice to hear from you again. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you in uh, in real time next time. But yeah, uh, Link to the Past is great. Uh, don't, uh, yeah, I'm glad you came around to it. I remember a funny story that he told me about Link to the Past real quick was that um, him and his brother, I'm, I'm going to try to remember this as best I can, but him and his brother got stuck in the game for the longest time. And um, 
then they got a new TV and they realized that their TV was just too dark and they didn't see a crack in the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they kept them from getting the getting any further in the game, just the new TV. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, and they're like, Oh wow, this is what we couldn't do was this crack in the wall. Yeah. Right, right. Nice. Yeah, a lot of good memories gaming with Otis and yeah, can't wait to have him on the show sometime. My uh, spicy take that I that I just thought of is uh, Urban Champion is better than A Link to the Past. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's my fake. That's my fake spicy take. But I just you're about to make me bellow on the microphone. Yeah, it's like uh, Urban Champion is really the actual best Nintendo game. You're full of anybody who thinks not. That's full of shit. It's great. It's the best one. L- love that Urban Champion. All right, there's we there were three games left in the Indie Direct. Uh, Timely. This is the one I totally completely missed. Didn't even know that it was in the direct until I saw that it was for sale today on the on the Switch shop on the eShop. I was like, okay, there it is. I, I I don't even remember it being in there, but it looks. I mean, now that I saw that it's in there, it looks interesting. I guess that's you're gonna be a kitty cat. The stealth 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 puzzle adventure, yeah, that you control. Yeah, with a cat in there too. Like, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, I love cats. Come on. Yeah, no, I guess I totally missed it. It it must have. It probably didn't play for that long, and it was also. We said it before, but I think it's really weird to have stuff in the montage that comes out today because it's like, can we get a little bit more? I mean, it's coming out today. I feel like you're kind of throwing them under the bus a little bit there, because people might not even they might blink and miss it like I did, you know. And then uh, this is another one I missed. I don't even remember seeing it. I would have loved this game. Uh, Behind behind the frame, the finest scenery. Which totally looks like a, it looks like a Studio Ghibli movie. Like it looks very detailed, and it's um, the animation looks great on it. And it's I guess I, I put point and paint down there as the possible <laughs> uh, game type. But well, that's what chicory is. So I mean, yeah. it's a uh, it's coming around the mountain. But from the trailer it's here, it just look it just looks really really well animated. Kind of reminds me of like Forgotten Anne, I guess that same sort of like how good it, how much it looks animated and all that. This one has a cat too. Yeah, and there's and we had cats back to back there, and I don't and I don't necessarily know what you do in the game, but the but the cutscenes look great. I don't know. It has like a it has it has a person that that paints and has a neighbor that they like care about. It kind of reminded me. I was like, well, it's like the video game version of like Amelie, right? Because she had that neighbor yeah. that painted, but like uh, reverse. It's like and he had the, uh, like that the his family bought him the video camera, and he just used it to point at the the clock outside oh yes he knows what time it was yeah yeah and he kept painting the same picture all the time it's a good movie we just and i watched that during the pandemic give it a watch again it's good and the uh and the and the final thing the and one more thing was uh omori has anybody heard of this game before i have not no because uh it looks i mean it obviously looks a lot like looks a lot like uh earthbound which i'm fine with i i love earthbound Looks like Earthbound drawn with crayon. Yeah, I, I thought it looked really good. It's a ter- it's a turn based. Uh, it said there's turn based battle in there. I love turn based battle. It's an RPG. Um, I like RPGs that are based on Earthbound that are still RPGs, unlike Undertale, which I couldn't which I couldn't get into because it wasn't RPG enough for me. The art's very compelling in this. Yeah, I thought I thought it looked really good. So yeah, they saved this one for last. I wonder why this one got to be last. Well, because it was a big deal, right? I guess so. Yeah, it came out. It says it came out on Steam on last last Christmas. It it obviously had some sort of uh, push behind it, but 
No, the 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 battles look really cool. Like, because uh, all the characters are like drawn, like they look drawn, you know, and like it ha- kind of has that squiggle vision, you know, like a uh, Doctor Katz, like earlier uh, home movies style animation type thing, mm. you know. So, I think it looked cool. I mean, who knows what, it's, what it's coming out? One. So, if the Switch tax isn't too high, it should it should be a fairly affordable game too. Because yeah. right now you can get it for thirteen dollars on Steam. Or it looks like twenty, and then it goes on sale sometimes. Oh yeah, so it'll be it'll be twenty probably. I would think when it comes out. So, which is uh, the time is spring twenty twenty two. So who knows if that'll actually happen or not? But finishing off the show, we have we have a we have a message from somebody who's probably right next to you, Jeremy. But we have a we have a I knew this was happening. We have a message from Shauna because she is the latest. She is the her name fell at the end at the bottom of the of the list of alphabetical, so she gets to close out the show here with our final message. So here we go. Hi, Nintendo Main. Longtime listener, first time caller, because I get to listen to everything edited and uncut, because I live with one of you. That's right, this is Shauna, in case you couldn't already tell. Anywho, um, I just wanted to call in and say congratulations on a on 300 episodes. That is definitely something to be proud of. And um, I wanted to do it in a very Shauna way. So uh, I have not really written anything down or anything like that. So we'll see how this goes. Hey there, boys at Nintendo Main. Thank you for 300 episodes. <laughs> you have put in all the work and should be very proud of yourselves. Now get up and go grab a beer because you should go and celebrate <laughs> that you have made 300 episodes of content. I tried to do the math and it appears that if I listen for two whole months, at nonstop, even when I sleep, I'll listen to everyone. That's every one of your episodes that you've meticulously made. And you help get people through a pandemic. Cause you got they got to take you along for the ride. This is going really poorly. So thank you. That was great. Nintendo Main for all the great content that you have made. We really appreciate it. Here's to 300 more episodes. <laughs> I mean, shit, I, I couldn't have done that. Don't, uh, yeah, don't, don't knock yourself down <laughs> on that. I thought that was done really well, actually, just for like being like completely acapella like that with no background. Like, yeah. No, he said you did, you did really well. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to the episode. You gotta hear all of it. No. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I, th- I thought it's done really well. Yeah, it's it's very impressive to just do it to somehow keep the rhythm like without even, you know, I'm impressed by it. So it's the first song we've had written about us as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And thank Another you. Another so, milestone for us. And thank you so much, Shauna, for sending that to us and to finishing thank off you. the episode. Thank you, that was awesome. We need to end this soon before I, uh, you know, spend like 300 years editing this. <laughs> but uh, I, I should have known it was going to go extra long because I think all of our responses in itself was at least like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. So it this is a longer one. It's our 300th episode. That's fine. I, you know, that's what it is. A but, lot of people collaborate. <laughs> our episodes yeah. are around three hours. So yeah. There you go. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, I thanks everybody for sending for sending us uh 
the audio. Like I, I love all of you for setting for for doing all this for us. And same. I think it came yes. out it came out a lot better than I expected. I was afraid we'd only have like two, and we ended up with almost twenty. So I mean, I think we had like what eighteen. It's total. kind of feeling like, like, so like our great. own little award yeah. show, to be honest. Yeah, for so, ourselves. Right. It's way better than the Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and, uh, it's actually shorter, even. Because <laughs> the Game Awards was <laughs> three and a half hours. So there you go. And we actually, you know, we actually did talk about some stuff, I guess, and less had less musical numbers or whatever. No sting. And now so. world premiere. <laughs> yeah, right. And now uh, I, I got 10 more. We're just going to run through them real quick. No, uh, no, yeah. But yeah, I need to end this quick so I can go to sleep or something. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you made it all the way to the end of 300, uh, congrats. If you made it to the end of this episode. Um, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know like what our schedule is, you know, because we got like Christmas and we'll have our game of the year stuff at some point. It won't be next week, but we'll we'll have it. We'll figure it out. But yeah, because like next week is like Christmas, right? So we might have yeah. we might have a Christmas bonus episode. We might take a break. I'm not actually sure what we're doing on that. But whenever we figure that out, we'll come back and do our games of the year for sure. I thought we could probably do one since Christmas was like Friday, but did you have something to say? say? Thank you for all the love, everybody. It's really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, thank, thank you so much to everybody who sent in, who sent in audio files. We really appreciate it. And, and sent us gifts as well. Awesome. And it's been a great time doing 300 and I can't wait till I can take these glasses off (laughs) so I can see better. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, You can find more of our stuff at, um, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast is where we're streaming this right now. Uh, maybe we'll stream some more episodes. I mean, we had a pretty good turnout for this one, so we should stream more. Um, also, uh, if you want to, if you want to like help us out, uh, send us some money, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast and you can hear our bonus episodes. We just recorded an episode about video game advertising and our favorite video game ads. And I thought it was done really well. It should be up like a day or two after this is out. out so, you know, the, listen to that. There'll be a you know a little bit of a teaser on the free feed as well. You can hear like the first twenty minutes of it or so, and all that. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John Nitter. And thank you so much for listening to us. Three hundred episodes. Here's to three hundred more. As everybody was saying as well. Uh, we'll see, see you later. Three oh one. See you later. Three hundred times. Listen to this episode for three hundred times. Don't do that.
Uh oh. Do you guys froze? Uh oh. Am I still going? Jeremy and John froze. Are you back now? No, you froze. No, you froze. No, you froze. On my it was side, you who was the froze? 